I had seen a vision, I knew it, and I knew that God knew it, and I could not deny it. There is a code in the air. There is a code in the air everywhere. And if you happen to venture out there, out in the Wild West air, odds are pretty, pretty good the code you'll see there was drawn by a Latter-day Saint. talking about Mormons. You're curious about Mormons. Don't tell me you're not. Everybody's curious about Mormons or obsessed. My mom, she doesn't like the wife thing. Mormons probably strike her as the Muslims of America. Mormons really do take shit from all sides. I say it's a bit much. But what I love about Mormons is that they never clap back. They smile back. We live in a world where the average college-educated woman would hiss at you if you did something crazy, like call her beautiful. We live in a world where I got a mini Me Too lecture from a documentary filmmaker when I made the mistake of saying that she reminded me of Kim Novak in Vertigo. I should have said Peter Lorre. But, inshallah, Mormon vibes, I was trying to be nice. But Mormons ain't no talentless female filmmakers from the Bay Area, no, no, no. They just smile at our snide little jokes and South Park musicals and take it all in stride. Their brand of golden retriever Christianity is as American as my passport, dipped in ranch dressing. They've contributed more to aesthetic movements here than most people realize, including the looking-like-a-hot-blonde-guy aesthetic movement. The more authoritarian our country becomes, and the more people mindlessly comply, the more I'm tempted to reevaluate certain sects and even cults who seem to be retaining their independence of spirit, even if I once thought they're crazy. The filthy Mormon is not a practicing Mormon, but that's not the point. The point is that he's free of resentment even as he's free of orthodoxy. And when it comes to reporting on what the Latter-day Saints are up to, what they're all about, I trust his spiritual accuracy over anyone else's. 
The only thing that restrains him is privacy. He's a private man, the filthy Mormon. So we met up at an ancient restaurant at Echo Park to discuss what we would discuss and record some other night. I press play just in case. Because I'm a sneaky, filthy Armenian, and I figured the odds were good that the gaps, the pauses, and the interruptions would tell their own tale. you post about it. Take, what, how do you pronounce this place? Everyone says it. Takes? Personally. Tax? There's, there's no official, I, I always there's thought tax, and then I've been hearing takes, take, taste, taste, I don't know. I mean, good. Do you know how to pronounce the restaurant's name? Tex. Tex? Yes. The French would just say Tex? Yes. This is uh, the owner's last name. This is how they've always pronounced it. Okay. And they're from the Basque region, so it might be a little different. Basques are weird. Okay. Um, what should I have to drink? I'll have a vodka gimlet up. A vodka gimlet up? Yeah, thank you. Nice. It's just the environment, you know? I feel. Is that the environment? It would feel heretical not to get a drink. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Even though I shouldn't be drinking right now because I'm a faggot. I don't know. I just want to. I need to work later. I need to be back by like ten ish. Well, just have one. I know I will. Um, let me take your menu. So I feel like it's been fifteen years since I saw you. It has been, 15. but it really hasn't. No, it's been like middle. It was. I, it I was saw like you in August, my trip. just before your trip. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. has been two months. But I also like kind of stopped doing the chats, so I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, you don't have as much. Uh, I just now that there's there's just too many. This is too many. Yeah. I can't be. I can't be doing it. So I participate in none of them anymore. I mean, I I drop in occasionally. You've, you're sort of taking a you're sort of like I just they're like, the caffeine to your Mormonism right now you're just like cutting it out yeah I guess yeah you can't just moderate with caffeine you can't just you can't mix your Brigham Young and Folgers <laughs> yeah, you just gotta choose one or the other it's well honestly it's just that like I have this other little chat with um just like other friends I've known and who are better than us? No, they're just like mostly not online. So, and it ex- pre-existed. Right. So it's your only way of communicating. It pre-existed um, the ones that we're both in, and so it's just like that. Just took 
Also, my work has really ramped up this summer, so I'm just been doing that. Is it ramped up in a way that's uh, positive? Positive. I, I mean, you're the PR guy for an yeah, art yeah, 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 gallery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's positive. There's just like a lot. We we could easily employ like six other people. So you're doing the work of six barracks. No, 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 no. Two, two. Two barracks. Two, yeah. And everyone else is also doing the work of two of themselves. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's very, very like Twin Peaksy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I always just get roast chicken here. I don't think I've ever eaten here, actually. I think I've only had drinks here. Oh, really? Yeah, I, mean, I, the food I, is I literally like, came here to have a drink. The food isn't... I, I know it's not. Amazing, I know. It's like, but it's, like, it's just ancient, like a classic like, ancient LA place. It's a, yeah, it's the ancient LA French, but actually just American place. I feel like I'm eating at like the old country buffet, but like of this kind, like the chair. I feel like I'm in a retirement center. You're going from a Rotary Club meeting to your dinner here, basically. You're yeah. like a no, chamber of commerce. This is like a chamber of commerce meeting area. Yeah, yeah. It's like somewhere my grandparents would suggest that we go eat. Right. Where it's like, the, I mean, the chairs have wheels on them. The chairs have wheels. Strangely, you seem way taller than I am, even though I don't... I'm sitting on my foot because the oh, table is too right. tall. Okay. That's why. You are yeah, the table. Me, t- I am taller. That's why I'm like, why are you yeah. towering above my me? I had to sit on my foot. Yeah, the, t- yeah. the table is like... Every time I eat here. The table is meant for old people to eat soup without having to bend down too much, like in the bowl. Yeah, it's like exactly. right up the chin level. Except for like, have I ever seen an old person here? No. Well, it, it became hipsterized, and the neighborhood. The neighborhood is hipsterized, and like I came here for my drink while I was waiting to be seated at Masa, the deep dish pizza place oh, yeah. across the street, yeah. which is like an hour wait. Um, so that's why I've been. You here. know who really likes that place is Manuel. Manuel, it's good. Yeah, it it's is legit good. deep dish yeah. pizza. Yeah, and it's you consider like it's not even it's it's. Price friendly for a big group because you just get one of those things and like You're it'll sad. feed an yeah it'll feed an army of uh, you know Chicago hungry people. It's a good get, place. When did you get back? September 15 or what? Right before the. Oh yeah, remember? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you got back and then I went out of town for two weekends in a row. Yeah, and you were and it felt like you were on some sort of an emotional journey. Because you were posting things from out of town in like your various oh, like, I was seeing school my girl s- outfits. Was I? No, I, mean, no. I don't know. I see. Oh, no, 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 no. It's because I went when I was in Washington, I went to church with my parents. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And my mom made me stay dressed up. Well, she made all of us stay dressed up in, in our church clothes. I know. It's, it was for my friend's birthday party. I've never done this before. You're pink, um, are you referring to the nails? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and... Anyway, so yeah, I had to stay dressed up for church, but like I got all these good pictures while I was there in that outfit, so I posted those a lot. Right. But yeah, no, I went to Utah, and then where I haven't been for two years, obviously. Okay, so that's big. That's big. It was big, yeah. Or anyway, I technically had been there because my brother got married during COVID, but I hadn't seen any of those friends. And like, it was a whirlwind situation. Yeah, it was a whirlwind. Yeah. Okay. I could have spent three weeks there, but I was there for like four days. I'm just gonna then, eye the menu. Yeah, yeah, you. eye the menu while I just blabber, and then, um, and then after that, I saw my parents because my dad turned sixty, so I went to his birthday. Oh, that's nice. Sixty's a big one. Yeah. He's young then. Well, we knew this already. 
I mean, yeah, my, my mom's, yeah, 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 and my mom's younger than him by a few years, and um, I'm the oldest, so it's like, yeah. So my younger brother, he has old parents, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, my parents are um, 65, and I'm older than you. By but little. not much. But not much. But so it's like the same. It's actually the same. Similar, yeah. Because you're. I'm 36. Oh yeah, I'm, you're only three years older. Yeah. This is actually different because my, I think my dad was like 27 when I was born. The frog legs are tempting because you know you don't get them offered very much, but I also don't necessarily trust them to do it well. I have never had frog legs. They're good. I truly can't imagine how they do they're, it. They're like. Do they they're have like a combination bones in the leg? Yeah. But they're thin bones, and they're like they're they're, bit, they're like think like a combination of like fish and chicken, and like fi- white fish and chicken. And like that's the flavor. So it's more like the thigh of the frog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the, not like the little like very ends where there's nothing. No, no. It's like yeah, it's a thigh. It's like the muscles. It's like the, it's 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 like a it's like a much thinner chicken wing. I'm definitely not doing that. No, don't do it. Because that it's too big of a risk. Crazy. But it's good when it's made decently, and it's not like it's not that ambitious either. It's just you just have to be fried properly and fresh-ish. I think. I'm just gonna get a uh, tax roast chicken. That sounds that's good. That's what I get. That's what I usually get here. I or just this, had roast chicken I've yesterday. I've had steak free, but. Tureen of clam chowder on Fridays. You always like it when they... I'm going to pee. You think it over. Okay. Tureen. I always like it when they... Uh, describe the vessel in an enticing way. Oh, so tureen means unlimited soup. So long as you're eating here. That's interesting. Okay. Thank you. What's the soup of the day? Thank you. Yellow split pea. Could be good. Welcome back from the bathroom. Oh my god, sorry, yeah. I think I've just I've settled upon the steak, the steak of Pavla. But interesting point. Oh, yeah. They have unlimited soup. This terrine means unlimited while you're here. I don't know if that has any interest to you because our soup today is split pea. No way. Split pea? Yeah, I mean, it's yellow split. Yellow pea. Yeah, literally, I mean, said yellow like, split pea. Yellow pea. Yellow split pea. The thing is, who needs a whole terrine? Well, nobody. You need or one who, fucking bowl. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, who cares? Like... And you can take it home for $6 per pint. Uh, I'd do it if it was clam chowder. 
but I don't know about split pea. But it's also kind of it befits this. It also befits the environment, you know. So there's that aspect to it. Oh, I, I didn't see this side. Oh, I see. Here's this the, side is like it's no, it's not yellow split pea. It's split yellow pea. It's even better in its actual. It's split. How's that different? Pea. It's just the way. It's just. I'm just saying, like the fact that you know, yellow pea reminds me of pee pee. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the way it's like, it's just funny. But isn't it the same? No, because it's just split pea normally. The normal but soup split is split pea is green. Yeah. So this is a twist on the old thing, which. Okay, I see. I in see, which I see. like pisses. Perfectly described in the in the name of the. Oh, yeah. I'm not making an elevated point. <laughs> <laughs> just like literally what it is. And then they have split green pea on Sunday. It, that sounds more appropriate for Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. I don't know what yellow peas are. I don't trust yellow peas. I think they're the same. They're just yellow. And, and also just... knowing like um, yellow peas, they're probably actually just brown. They're probably brown. So your yellow pea might just be brown. Well, isn't it just like lentils, other types of lentils? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a lentils fan. It's an, even though I, Armenian, it's like a, there's an Armenian dish of, like lentil soup is a frequent I definitely thing. remember, the, my mother never ever in her life probably has made lentils. I, I remember the first time I had them. I went to um, to dinner at an Indian restaurant for a high, like before a high school dance, and I was like, I have never eaten Indian food. I have no idea what to get. And my friend Katie was like, you should just get the lentil soup. It's like so basic and good. And I was like, okay. And I hated it so much. I basically starved. Oh, you can just add it. I can just add it. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. For five bucks, I can add the soup and the salad. Which is a nice. Which is a nice. I do this. I like to. Like oh, can to, you do that? Yeah, that's what this uh, traditional style little box on the top uh, says. So unless they're the lying. Soup du jour. Oh, with a set. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It's a nice little combo, and then you can see is it split pea? Is split yellow pea brown? Oh, I like that because I can get an iceberg. I think we're ready. Okay, what can I get you guys? Go He's gonna it. have the Tex chicken. Yeah. I'm going to have the steak free of olive. A pulver, um, medium rare, please. And and we're both gonna do a traditional style. What would you like for your salad? I would like Caesar salad without croutons. I would like a wedge. Thank you. Wonderful, thank you. So, so you have not been going on a, on an emotional roller coaster these last few weeks, as your frequent tweets regarding depression seem to indicate. Oh no, that's always ironic. Oh, it's ironic. I mean, okay. And by the way, frequent tweets. There was only one where I you even referred used to depression the word. multiple times. No, 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 no. One, one time, one time. But or you think twice. I think there was twice. There was one specific one that was very funny that was just a joke that says, I'm not depressed, I can participate in the group chats. Yeah. But, like, I'm not depressed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did I say it another time? I thought I saw it twice. Or I thought, or... I think, in, I, think I privately texted you 
yesterday that I went on a bender last weekend. No, 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 that's not okay. what I'm referring to. I'm talking, I'm, I, which so has, is, which has, is, has not, which has nothing to do with. Um, no, that's just your normal no, weekend. It really isn't because it just really isn't. No, I know. I, I'm referring to like I felt like there might have been two. There was a pattern that I, or you said redacted when you meant. And it sounded like you could have been referring to it as well. Oh, maybe. No, 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 no. No. I've had, like, um, I feel like I've been stressed out at work, but I don't feel depressed at all. I never do. How do you I'm, f- like, a very... How do you feel about work right now? Like, I mean, we've talked about this before in specific, like, oh, how are you navigating being you in an art world environment? But, like, literally, how do you feel spiritually about working there like do you feel like there's actually there's actual art coming down the pipeline or it's just endless piles of trash that you're kind of sifting um I mean it's a it's probably a mix I don't know I mean there's there's certainly stuff coming down the pipeline that like probably does add some some level of beauty to the world or like um that's at least like kind of interesting is it always like at my actual job no but at least if it's the orbit that helps yeah 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 of course of course it's like it's like but the thing is like I, uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of my, like, personal interest in art, like, has nothing to do with, like, contemporary art. It's, like, I, like, feel, I'm personally more interested in, like, a lot of, like, I don't know. I like California conceptualism, like, stuff from the 60s and 70s. -hmm. Like, in terms of, like, my interest in why I'm even, like, in my field. Cal- I haven't even heard of that concept. I haven't even heard of California conceptualism. Although it's, I feel like anything that's 60s and 70s has has a certain appeal now. Yeah, I mean, like, the, it, in certain ways, it's probably, like, very boring and esoteric to talk about it, but, like... What's an example of California conceptualism? Like, uh, I mean, the, one of the pioneers of that would be, like, John Baldessari. So, like, someone who decided that paintings of text made by sign painters that he commissioned like could be thought of as like high fine art a painting of text yeah like ma- literally commissioned by like a sign painter so but the text like, is like how like the te- text would be like all kinds of different things it would be like live and let it live would be, no n- uh, I mean maybe but like um, let me think of like one um uh Oh, God. Okay, so there's one painting of his that I really like that's at SFMOMA. That is... It's a painting that records all the dates and locations where it was exhibited. So every time it's exhibited again, new dates and location, Like, new new dates and museums are added to it. I see. And it it keeps growing. Oh, okay, I see. So it's like conceptualism, basically... It's a record of its own existence. Yeah, but, like, conceptual art, as it's, like understood in contemporary art is where the idea is more important than the actual object. 
Right. It almost is like the, the actual object might not even need to exist. Right. It's you, which like which is now very sounds very uh, stupid, but at that time in the sixties and seventies, this is an extremely radical idea. Right, but I do think it sounded stupid at the time as well. Oh, of course, like, and it, it's funny. It's very funny. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny in a like um, it, it can't take itself too seriously. I mean, the thing is that it it because it doesn't even have to exist. It doesn't exist, but that's like it also is just like I'm always like it's like people. I always who, like sigh. You know, I know it's like I know it's trite to like make fun of conceptual art. It's easy. It's the lowest hanging fruit to, to make fun of. Like, there's nothing easier to make fun of than conceptual art. And so I don't I like think it's harder to make fun of it than like abstract like people with no, conceptual I, art you can't really say my kid could do that because the ideas are actually very but the ideas are always so gay they're always so like I've never they, s- encountered an idea that was like oh because the thing is that if you had a good idea if you, know, if you had an idea that was actually good you would want to elaborate it and 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 you'd want to like uh, what's the opposite of uh, reify. You'd want to reify it because it's a good idea. You'd fucking milk the shit out of that idea. But an idea that only exists as an idea is like... I mean... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You have to... I need to encounter an idea that's so great that I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna... I, I am justified in 50 years of inertia as I contemplate this but idea. But the idea, really, the, the main thesis of conceptual art came down to the fact that, like, something as retarded as, like, Jackson Pollock, like, um, I can't even remember what his fucking paintings are called, but they're, like, splatters, basically. Ab- they're just abstract, right? Well, yeah, yeah, but, like, the, the drip, pa- the drip I, painting, the drip right, painting, right, right. okay? So, like, but at least they're something- striking. They're striking. That, that's incredible. That's in completely debatable. I mean, all I'm saying is whether they, you, you they, can love it or hate it, but it's like visually striking. You'll see it and you'll be like, "Whoa, there's a Polish mess." But they're striking. They're they're striking. The quality of their strikingness, or whatever, however you would say that, is only. Um, like it's immediate. It's, it really it's, Im- it's just as immediate as the the same like immediacy of conceptual art, right? But the Where difference like, is that the conceptual art is supposed to make you think, and Jackson Pollock is supposed to make you feel. And therefore, since it's about maybe, but I find I find a lot of conceptual art to be feeling too. Well, maybe I mean I, again anyway, I don't want to anyway, make fun. Anyway, doesn't of it. matter. Anytime doesn't I've matter, heard anyone, conceptual... any collector fucking talk to me about conceptual art, and I've met collectors rich ones yeah yeah and anytime I've heard them talk to me about conceptual art that they like and they per- like I, there was one in particular there's a there's a guy that I was uh, uh, whatever trying to seduce for uh, to donate money to uh, an arts foundation and he was a collector and he would describe these various you know his various favorites from Biennale Biennale whatever the fuck and they were always just so dry. cringe. There's no, of course, of course, They were so cringe. There's, there's a lot of it that's dry and cringe, but also um, even the fun stuff was cringe and gay and stupid. And it's like, oh, this is like, at, this is like, sub the, this is like, sub your average SNL skit in terms of idea, literally. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
know. I don't. I mean, I'm, that's why I'm asking for examples. Something about it, like, like swept me. <laughs> Swept like, you off your yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah. Like, about this particular work, the one with no, the text. Not, not specifically this one, but like conceptual art in general, where okay. like art that like could be like I mean, okay, so like another good example, and like there's a lot of crossover between conceptual artists and say like minimalists, right? Someone mm-hmm. like Solowit, right? Where, like, yeah, like where it's just an empty room. Saying, he's saying, well, not empty room. He's saying that like. Uh, a painting could also be instructions for a painting. It doesn't even have to exist. It could just be the instructions, right? Right, 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 right. Something about that to me, like, like just cap- like captivates me. And then also, he has the added benefit that he did execute a lot of his drawings, right? So like, you can actually look at them where it's like, okay, um, a ver- like repeated vertical yellow lines, horizontal blue lines, diagonal right. red, and then diagonal the other direction, green, red, okay, right? So this is, and then they might do like little quadrants and they repeat and they do all this different things. Right. I don't know, this is like, so, I mean, it, it is stupid, it is I don't want to say it's stupid because again, but like, there's any, something that you... It's too easy to say it's stupid, so I don't want to say it's stupid. I think so, yeah. I don't want to say it's stupid. I, I literally don't. It's just like, I'm just trying to find my way into it. And the problem with me is, when it comes to art, I don't know this technique. I don't know, like, I'm sh- I am convinced, I'm sure, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the con- a lot of these con- conceptual trickeries are kind of riffing off of, like, technical principles of art. Like, when you say diagonal this and lines that, it's like, I'm sure there's, like, a, there's a lesson plan that only super, super knowledgeable art people know that they're fucking with. Just like the Simpsons opening theme song, you know, the, the Simpsons show is is a joke, a musical joke on, I don't know, Bach or something. I don't, I don't know what it is, but yeah. it's like, if you don't know, if you don't know the principles they're fucking with, you're not going to get their clever little conceptual joke. But like, how is that any different than like, incredibly beautiful his, like history paintings of like war heroes or whatever yeah if you don't know who it is you don't have to know who you, those are though you don't have to know who the fucking war hero is to like the I painting I think with a lot of conceptual art you don't necessarily have to know I think there's still a way in there with the good stuff with good stuff okay so you can get it with like the title you can sometimes get it with I don't know, but maybe I also, like, it's kind of nerdy in that, like, it's art commenting on art, so, like... Right. There's interest simply just, like... I'm curious what drew you to it as a... as someone coming from a rigid Mormon background. It seems like it's okay, so quite I, the opposite. Okay, okay, well, here's actually how I, like, personally came to it. So, when I was at BYU, I interned at the... Um, I interned at the art museum there which was called, like, I think it was just called the Museum of Art, whatever, but, like, the campus museum, yeah. okay? And we were, like, staging a exhibition of their, like, American collection uh, that would go up for five years, okay? And it was, like, there was great stuff in there. There was, like, stuff from uh, pre-America, so, like, you know, Spanish painting. yeah. There was also contemporary works, so it was like you know, representing 500 years of like American art. Right? It was fine, but there was nothing particularly too compelling in that for me. 
And then I graduated and I started working at this museum um, at the University of Utah right after I graduated. And there was a show of like, I don't know, some traveling show that had like works by John Baldessari, Ed Ruscha, who's also another California kind of conceptual artist. Um, several other people that I can't even recall. Where does right the, can I just real quick? Yeah. Sidetrack. Where does the California enter into California? Is it just that it's they just like that they were here? They were here. So there's no. And there's no. But the thing is, there's like an element of um, like there's a little bit more of a stronger emphasis in performance in like the New York conceptualism. There's just there's just slightly so there's different a touch of Hollywood. Yeah, a little. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So like, I'm just trying to force there's it like into maybe, existence. There's maybe point. like uh, there's like some. There's something more. I don't know. There's they're just different flavors. I don't know. Right. No, I get. It. I'm, I'm wondering if there was any. I'm wondering if there's any spiritual there's also, component to the there's California. There's also like a not big. Just location. There's a big strong emphasis on this distinguish. Uh, this differentiation between California conceptualism versus like um, other conceptualism because Cal Arts in the '60s with. Michael Heiser and John Baldessari and other people like right. that's like the school where it was happening right um where art was being quote unquote dematerialized mm-hmm. um and turn like a greater emphasis to like the idea um it ties into like minimalism and land art and that they all happen sort of at the same time and are in contrast to the abstract expressionist like painting movements of the 50, 40s and 50s. <clears throat> They're rea- like a big, you know, strong reaction to get against that. And also, by the way, I'm not an art historian, so like a lot of this is what I've picked up. Right. Just like working in the art world right. for years. So I'm sure I'm like miss just like I'm miss like um, you're differentiating everything but okay, it doesn't matter it's my impression of it so like who yeah. cares but I'm just curious okay, I'm curious so like your personal in this show in this show that I was like finally like whoa that like that can, is considered like fine art too there right. was two works in particular there was one called like there were these books by Ed Ruscha where it was like just pictures of like Los Angeles apartments right. in this book that was like an accordion and it was like displayed in a little bit tree and I was like it's a simple and yet like this is being elevated in a museum where there's like incredible like you know Egyptian and Grecian like pots okay so it's like this encyclopedic museum where these sort of cheaply made art books with very untrained photographs count as important as in terms of like their ideas or their like aesthetics as like Literally, like, you know, ancient things from the ancient world. Yeah. Where, okay, and then the John Baldessari thing was like a series of photographs called like 36 attempts to get three balls in a straight line. So it was like these photos that are basically just blue sky with like three red or orange balls, I can't remember. Um, and just like documenting if they're like in a straight line or not. Is this a terrain or is it? It is brown. You were right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Split yellow pea is brown. Gold, golden. 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 Marigold? Yeah. Gold is, yeah, gold Gold is not quite that color. 
Um, but it's nice. It's cozy autumn <laughs> color. It's co- very very Yeah, finally we're in 50 degrees, so we can eat this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, anyway, it was just like kind of a little awakening for me where like, first of all, I had never even like, I was an American Studies major in college. I'd never heard of the Whitney Museum. I'd never been to MoMA. I'd been to the Met once on accident. Like, I just wasn't, none of this was like taught to me. Yeah. I, I had heard of like... And Wait, then, you went to the Met by accident? Well, like, I w- yeah, basically. Like, I was like, oh, I'm in New York. Like, it doesn't look like many other places. No, no, I just mean, like, I, I was like, oh, I'm in New York. I'll, I'll go to oh, a museum. Right, 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 right. And then, like, I went to the Met. Like, it was like, I could have... You could have gone to I any... I could have gone to any museum, and, like, I ran You could have gone to the Tom of Finland, like... That's here, but... Right. Oh, that's... Oh, there, there's really a... There's actually His no foundation movie. is, like, ten blocks from here, like, in Echo Park. It's like a house. Yeah. But anyway, you could have gone um, to anyway, like. I could have gone yeah. to Guggenheim. I could have gone to MoMA. I didn't. Uh, I I kind of like found myself at the Met, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is good, by the way. I'm sure. I'm sure. What's good? It's good, and it's, it's good? even better with bread. The soup. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't had the. Bre- I don't eat bread. Yeah, I know you don't eat bread. I'll eat the bread for us. Yeah, eat the bread for for two of us. Well, I'll eat my portion for sure. Eat both of our portions. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, this is probably a four-person portion. We're big. Anyway, I ended up, like... I can't even... I, I, I don't really remember where I was, but... Talking about working in the museum in Utah. You're talking about Met. You're talking about... You went to the... Ended up at I, and the I was Met impressed, but I was kind of just like, oh, it's all, like... It's just art. It's, like... It's paintings. It's, like... Okay, I'm supposed to care, but... Right, but you didn't... How old were you at this point? The one time I ended up in the Met yes. randomly. I'm just curious because art has a different... Probably like 22 or 23. Okay. And I, a... I had never been to a museum in my life. Not right. an art museum. Right. In my entire life. Which is weird. Besides Granted, the, co- yeah, besides, yeah, the college, besides the college museum. There's a college it museum in BYU. It isn't, it isn't weird. It isn't it's weird. not weird that you've never been... Because any time you go to a vacation with your family, they drag you to a museum, usually, no? I don't think so. Not your family? No, I get it. my family took me to plays, operas, to, like, two things. It's My family never... is not an uncultured. An art museum, it's, I think that that is actually kind of an atypical... Unless you, like, live in New York, maybe. I mean, it unless depends your where parents you're are, like, <laughs> academics or something. I don't think that's, that's a normal American... Child experience. I do, I think, even I, in high school. Yeah, I mean, I would. I guess in like, you're probably right. I guess it's. I guess it's if you go to Europe, because like in Europe, if you go to Europe, but if you go like, to Paris, you're right, going to go to the like, fucking museum. But like, I've never been. I've right, been to Europe right. one time. I right. think most American kids like they don't go to Europe. They don't. No, go and to I'm sure they don't. I'm very privileged, but. That's probably why I have it in my head. Because, like, in Europe, every... It's just, you're not going to not go to the Louvre, for example. Exactly. You know, of you're course. just going to go. I mean, in Paris, right? I think maybe there's, like... There probably are American kids who, like, grew up going to, like, Washington, D.C. And maybe they go to Smithsonian. I went... Okay, I'm not saying in Paris, I went as a, as a grown-up. Like, as 20 years... I went... Maybe the sec... Maybe my own... Well, no, no, no. I take that back because of the Getty. I, I went to the Getty when I was super young because it's it was in the neighborhood and they literally. That's exactly what I mean. Like where right. I grew up, there's like 
want, want art museum. Right, but I don't remember shit art from the Getty. I just, re- I just remember the Getty. I just remember how it reminded me of like Super Mario World from Nintendo 64, which had just come out. And it was just like the beautiful garden. Of course, but yeah. like as an idea, you knew what a museum was. I had never stepped foot in anywhere right. like that, so I was 22 years old. Right. It's not that wild, though. It's just a place where things are hanging. I think, no, it's incredibly special what they have there. Well, that's good that you waited because you were able to appreciate it. For me, it's just a building with things I knew hanging. what it was because I had read. Um, my mother had read to me from the mixed-up files of Mrs. Basil Franklin Weiler, some, like, children's book where these kids run away and they live in the museum. Right. And they bathe in the fountain, they steal the money, and they, like, sleep in the beds and shit in the... whatever it's called. There are bedrooms in the museum? Or is it, like, the no, furniture? No, no, in the... Med- yeah, yeah, there's, right. like, the decorative yeah, arts... The decorative rooms, furniture. There's, like, beds and stuff, like, that queens used to live on. I don't know. Presents. Right, 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 right. Okay, so that's there. Um, I had I knew of it because of that, which is That's maybe cute. which actually maybe is why I even picked that one out out of all the ones I could have gone to. Right, so and there was like, also Night at the Museum, which was a movie that kids watch, but maybe I hadn't more. seen it. And Night at the Museum is the Natural History Museum. Okay, I've never liked Natural History. I never liked the science music. I mean, it was fun when they have like these like cool exhibits where you're playing games and shit. No, I hate it. I but hate it's just not na- my. I hate no. nature TV. I hate. I hate um, nature TV. Yeah, I hate nature. Channel. I hate it's nature. Like, no, I don't hate nature at all. I I despise. I mean, as a concept, I don't. In reality, I, I like it. I like going to. You know, I don't like, to, like um, cute videos of like animals and stuff. Like, yeah, I don't like those. Disgusting. I hate the Discovery Channel. That's never liked it. Yeah, never liked. So boring. I don't need to see a zebra eating salmon, like weed. Like, I don't know. It, it, it. I guess. Sometimes under the sea, you know, like fish, I'll... I, Puts me to sleep. I don't like it. It reminds me of those... Mostly no. It reminds me of the Mario levels. <coughs> the worst Mario levels. The, one that is, the ones that are, like, underwater. You know? As a kid, it's the worst. It's the hardest to play. I get... I get... Totally. I like it, again... Deep sea mystery, blah blah blah. Sounds great in theory, but it's vomited. I'm not intrigued by yeah, like whatever. Yeah, they can keep it, but wildlife. I, I'm not interested in outer space, and I'm not interested in like deep sea shit, and I'm not interested in deep jungle shit either. I'm interested I like in birds. Like, Birds, yeah, birds are fun. Birds are cute. I like animals. I just, I don't know, like, I don't want to go to their country. I don't want to go to, like, a country of animals with their own government and shit in Africa. I don't know. Um, Anyway, I feel, like, so sidetracked. Oh, yeah, where were we? Okay, you discovered the Met. And this opened up an entire world. It, it kind of did. I was just like, oh my god, wow, like, all these beautiful paintings, these, like, Hudson River paintings, these, like, paintings of, like, Monet's cathedrals and haystacks, like, things I had heard about, but, like, you know, right. didn't really know, like, I had never experienced them. So, so when I was finally, after college, working at this museum that had not necessarily, like, the same quality examples, but they, it was a very, you know, whatever, encyclopedic collection in a sense they had from 
ancient world all the way to contemporary art. Yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, getting closer to tomorrow, but not quite. And then they had this show that had, like, you know, artists I'd never heard of in my life. Uh, And I was just like, oh, wow, okay, so there's, like, artists that either still are alive or recently lived, and they're reacting to all this sort of, like, a little bit more, like... I appreciate it now, but at the time, I was kind of like, I don't care about, like, seascapes, you know? Right. I don't care about that. And... I just, I don't know, got way into it. And you're just like... The conceptual art and, you know, minimalism and stuff. It sounds like it was a, like, a kind of a Disneyland sort of awakening. I mean, it sounds like it was like you decided to, I mean, this is a world I want to exist Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why Disneyland, but you know what I mean. Not, like it was, it's, yeah, it, it, not Disneyland, not but I was just like, whoa, there's something there's I did not know about. A whole new world. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's there's, the like, there's ideas out there that I've never heard of. There's people I've never heard of. There's like a whole conversation going on that I've never encountered in my life. And that is so interesting. And, or whole, I think is interesting. You thought at the time because you're I was 22. Excited by, yeah, you're from Utah. Yeah. Well, you know, at that time I was graduating, so I was probably like... The med thing happened when I was like 22. No, I'm not from Utah. So. Oh, why did I have that's that? That's just where I was in college. Oh, that's right. Okay. No, I'm from like uh, Puget Sound. I'll never get over the fact that the story I heard from that one BYU homosexual about how there was a whole like... Who is it? No, no, nobody you know. Like It's just somebody I'd met years ago like who was in his early 20s and he said how there was this... There was a whole area, there was like a whole like shed or whatever by the in whatever by the you know athletics area or wherever that was an ongoing gay orgy for, for people. Like that's where you would go and, and you're telling me there was no First such of all, thing. I was not out while I was at BYU and I would be Well it was for floored. nobody's out at BYU. Yeah, it would but be I'd be floored to hear that that actually happened because now I've known tons and tons of gay people who also were at BYU never, never heard, heard of anything in my life. This is just me. However, no, but, okay. there was a time where gays at BYU received like shock therapy. Right. That's understandable. Um, That's consistent. Like, what's it called? Uh, Electro something? Not reassignment surgery. <laughs> Where is it called? Where they convert you away? Conversion therapy. Yeah, conversion therapy. Right, right. Okay, so like that did happen. I get that. But this was like, he was describing this like... I'm just going to say, a lot of people who are disaffected at a really young age, who are a lot older than me, are very tall tales and um, misrepresent reality. Okay. I'm not, I have no idea his story, but I've also... There's no need to complicate it. No, but all I'm saying is I've never heard of anything even close to that. And all I'm saying is that this has been a time for me to look back on my life and realize that there are people who will just, especially gays and women, who will just whole ass lie and just make shit up and just like... Just like unveil their lies as if they're reality to people. And that's what I believe this guy was doing. I mean, he was like 22, 23 at the time. This is also about, you know, maybe eight years ago. So it's a different time, you know, it's a little bit of a different time. 
And it's just like, oh, he was just probably just completely fucking lying. You know, and I, I've always admitted the brazenness it takes to completely fucking lie about shit like that really impresses me. Like, I'm not able to do, I'm not able to make up a full-on story about a ongoing sex orgy shed in BYU where all the closeted hot BYU athletes go. And he even had details like, oh, you know, at a certain point, at a certain point, it was just too much for me. It was like, I got sick of it. It was like, it's just, it's just too much. It's like too much of a, you know, it's like watch, it's like when you're, he had that element to it too. And I'm just like, you know, it was plausible, but maybe one too detail too many. Would anyone get sick of something that wild? The Probably thing not. that's difficult to believe about that especially is like, it's already so hard for like straight kids to fuck around like right, that. Right, right, right. To also, to They get to suspended that, and like, shit. Yeah, there was a basketball player, like their best basketball player, a couple years ago, every got year. kicked off the team for fucking some chick. Every year, that happens all the time. It's crazy. I had. Roommate, I mean, it's great. I had it's crazy. a roommate one year that was on. I mean, I don't know how much of this is like going anywhere because I don't want to air out people's business. Well, like, don't 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 say their names. Even so, um, I'm not, not gonna going to say the name, but. Right. Um, like, yeah, I'm, I knew people personally who are on academic probation because of, like, fooling around, like, a couple times. Right. And then never, ever were able to, like, re-enroll fully back in school. And, like, just had to just not graduate. Right. Straight people. Okay? Straight people, like, yeah. They, they just, should have a straight person that's, why, that's, like, why I'm so incredulous about, like, a story like that because I'm like even the straights can't get it right and no, there's I know, like I know. so many more of them. and it sounds like it and it sounds like there's all tales huh I mean, it sounds like there's like a Stasi that reports everything too over there. Like it sounds like it's the there student. are eyes it's, and ears. It's the student. Right. That's what I mean. That's why it there seems were so te- impossible. there were unofficial, completely. Um, I don't know what the right word would be because, like, you couldn't get suspended for wearing it. But like, there were T-shirts called BYUSSR. Oh, so good. <laughs> like, I'm glad that. Good. That's that you could yeah. Wear. yeah. Yeah. I would buy because that because the student association was called BYUSSA. I think that's questionable. BYU. It should be BYUSA. Maybe it was BYUSA. I mean, because BYUSSA is a little bit of a... Because that's like, I guess, a Mexican element to it. No, 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 no. It'd be like, it was like BYU Student Association. Okay, yeah, BYUSA. BYUSA. That makes more sense. It still sounds like BYUSA. Brigham Young, United States of America. Okay, like, it still sounds like that. That's fine. BYUSA would sound Mexican. Like a little underground, you know, underground group of kids who like had these t-shirts that were like in the same, the same like heather gray t-shirt with like the logos and everything and it would say BYUSSR. I mean, I don't I should try to find one of those, honestly. Honestly, I mean, but you know, now it's probably evened out because I don't think that there's much sex happening on normal schools right now. I feel like... And I'm, this is probably an exaggeration. My sense of it is that there's like a chill, which is a combination of. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know any Zoomers. I mean, just based on what I just based on what I observe when I'm at a nightclub and I see Zoomers, <clears throat> straight ones, and I see the connection, I see the 
iciness between girls and guys. Like, seriously. Uh, it's not the same in other countries, in Europe, and England, for example. But here, like, I've been seeing some iciness. Like, just general iciness to the point where there's a... It's already hard for young people to, you know, figure, you know, game out and shit. But it seems really bad right now. My guess would be it's, there's not much happening. I don't know. I'm not going to go investigate, but you know, I'm not going to like, yeah, <coughs> I'm just, that's my, that's my sense of the matter. So I, that's why I'm saying like, if anything, the pressure to get married at BYU, like because you're Mormon and because you're, well, if you're back, if you're there, might as well look for your mate. There's probably, there's probably more erotic tension and there's probably more possibility at BYU than in the average university. I would guess. Yeah, At I, least wouldn't most. Even, I wouldn't even describe it as possibility because it's like there's more like both parties are interested. Right. It's not like but that's that's it's not like this. It's weird. It, it's not. It's so. It's so so different than what I'm sure it's like. At that's like what I'm saying. Other colleges where. There's probably like some girls interested, some guys interested, even like other, even like other religious universities, right? Like, it's probably even different than like Notre Dame or something, where there's like it's a Catholic school, right? I mean, I don't know. That was the first like religious school I could think of. That's gotta be such an annoying place, honestly, Notre Dame. But like, I don't know. At BYU, you have to go to church. It's like part of it. You right. have to. Okay. You're not. People aren't going to BYU just because they were like raised Mormon. It's like. It's like the, um, I don't want to use the word elite Mormons, but it's like, it's the people who like buy into the whole faith the most. Right. Okay? You're not going there with pre-existing conditions of you're going skepticism. There, right. It's like a monastery. You're going there because you're going to be a, uh, you're going to be a Mormon soldier yeah, for yeah. the rest of your life. Literally. That's why you're going there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. There's no law against going to a normal school, like a non-Mormon university. There's there. not, but there's certainly there's less intercommunity prestige. Right. Even yes. like, yeah, like no one, no one looks at um, some Mormon kid going to Stanford and some Mormon kid going to BYU and thinks like, wow, the Stanford kid is like brighter and has a better future ahead of him. They probably look at them at this exact same. Whereas if, if it's a kid going to BYU and a kid going to like even the University of Washington, like where I was from, right. you probably look at the BYU kid as like higher echelon. Yeah, right. it, within the community for sure. Thank you. Can I get some crushed pepper? You know, in the old days, they would offer you crushed pepper. You'd say, would you like some crushed pepper? But in the current days, I have to, I have to bring it up. Everywhere. She couldn't see. Um, I've never had, Oh. I thought you asked for a red pepper. Yeah, no, crushed pepper. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Um, sure, yeah. I thought you were asking for red pepper. I was like, red pepper on season? <laughs> no, I'm not that crazy. Although it wouldn't be bad, but... No, but I've just noticed that they don't, they don't volunteer At anymore. Taylor's they did. No, they did. Because they, they have... They've kept it up. They've kept it up. They've kept up the old school standards and traditions. Quality, okay. <coughs> Of a weird little 
Seasonal, hey. seasonal. No, it's just like there's something in my throat that hasn't gone down or something. Yeah. I had, I've had the gay cold, I feel like, now twice. So wait, the gay cold is not COVID. No, it's just like the cold that everyone gets and only gay people seem to be having fun anymore and going out. Right. So they're getting it. Yeah. Everyone I knew got it. You got, yeah. Although, I mean, I don't know. I don't really love calling it the gay cold. It's like, who cares? I mean... It's just literally... It's the seasonal cold that everyone always gets. But everyone in L.A., like, only the gay people are wanting to go out. Yeah. I hate L.A. so bad right now. And it's hard for me to do because I'm not going anywhere. I'm not... I'm not ever moving anywhere. Like, that's not in the cards because... I'm not somebody who's, like, looking for the next spot. And I'm very contemptuous of people who left L.A. during the pandemic. Unless they had a... Did people leave L.A. during the pandemic? You know, like the Joe Rogan types. Who famously... I don't know know, anyone like him. Well, I don't know personally. I know a lot of of people who came here a few years ago who left. Like, back home. Because they weren't making it anyway. This is a great excuse for them to quietly slip out. Totally. Which, okay, I mean, that's fine. I don't care. But it's the people who made a big stink about leaving, like Joe Rogan and Tim Dillon and all that. I, that's where, like, I'm just like, they're going to, they all, well, Tim Dillon already came crawling back, like, six months later. Joe Rogan's eventually going to, yeah, exactly. Joe Rogan's like, eventually, I, I know. No comment. Well, comment all you want. <laughs> but whatever it is, Rogan's going to come crawling back. Okay, then besides the... But it's well, the, which epi- was it? Which episode of Red Scare was Dean Kissick on? The Dean, the Dean, the D, Yeah, that's the one. Okay. The Dean Kissick episode. Okay, so famously, I haven't listened to Zizak's episode because his voice makes me want to throw up. I can't stand listening to people talk about NFT. He's so boring. Well, he was he was horrible. And Tim Dillon, I finished, and I finally understood what people mean by hate listen. <laughs> so you like that one? <laughs> but then I listened to it again. And I was like, ah, it wasn't so bad. You listen to it twice? I listen to it a lot. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, that's interesting. Because it's like, the first listen is like, I'm on my way to work, I'm getting ready, I'm not really listening, it's just sort of like on. Like, the day oh, it drops, it's just like the first thing You that, just press play, and then and you're like, you didn't And then I'm like, I might even be like, it's anything. playing in my room, and I'm like going to, like, okay. I'm not even like really listening to it. And then usually, if I have like a sleepless night or something later, then I'll turn it on. I'll catch it. But I'm impressed. I don't listen to like most, with very few exceptions. Will I be like okay, undivided attention? Right. This is what I'm doing. I mean, for me, it's I just have so much time either at the gym, walking around. I walk every day. That's where I do my list. Sometimes falling asleep to it. So I get pretty undivided. You know, when you're walking. You're not really distracted, actually, so... No, that's true. And so I do... It's like, there are these sections of any of those shows I listen to that I catch a lot of it. But, um... There's also... Like... So much that goes completely unheard. So then, like, maybe later I'm like, oh, okay. I don't... Oh, what was that episode? I don't even remember. And I'll, like, re-listen to it, or I'll put it on when I'm, like, getting ready for bed again later, when there's, like, nothing new that I want to listen to. 
There's plenty that I listen to twice. But it's interesting that there's such a... These podcasts, especially the independent ones, I mean, especially like the... I mean, when I say there's plenty I listen to twice, there's like... There's like three possibilities of something I could listen to twice. Right. But still, that's a very committed relationship. TPN, Red Scare, and now I guess I sometimes listen to Good Old Boys twice. <coughs> um, that's the pepper having its revenge. Yeah, finally. Okay. Well, you just lit up at the sight of your phone. You lit up. Yeah. Is it a dream? Is it a dream boat? I don't know. I mean, it's something. It's definitely something. I don't know what it is. Is this anybody who we discussed before no. in the abstract? Not that I. No, it isn't. It isn't. It's someone who I like had a short fling with last summer and then randomly over Labor Day weekend I went to the beach because I had Saturday off Mm -hmm. and I was like Will Rogers? uh yeah and so and I go to the beach almost once a week if I can that's where I went to high school either to Will Rogers high school no Uh, but right up from Will Rogers oh I was like oh really? yeah oh beautiful Wow. Mm-hmm. Stadium by the sea. I'm sh- like, I can't even imagine. I'm sure it's yep. gorgeous. Um, Public school. Okay, well, yeah. Very diverse. <laughs> it was a third black and like a third Mexican. And Oh, I thought you said... <laughs> what did you think I said? <laughs> I thought you said there was a third black. Like, no, no, no. Not just it was a two black. There were three there blacks. Were three there was 30%. Things. It was 30% from Compton, like... Like Boston, and thirty percent. So really, thirty percent like Latino, mainly Mexican, and then ten percent Asian, and then the rest was quote unquote white. But that included a lot of Persians, you know. So that it was a crazy situation. It was fun. I'm I'm a big fan of high school. My my high school experience specifically. Yeah, I've heard some of your recounts. Yeah. It sounded like a good place. I like I, talk, I sound like Al fucking Bundy sometimes. No, not, that's not what I meant. I just was like, you know, it sounded like you guys had fun. You no, know, it is like I was talking about this in with the last conversation I had. It is like if I were to, you know, simulate a high school experience that for my kids to go to, it wouldn't be that much different than that from from what I from what I had. And most people hate high school. I feel. I mean, I don't talk to that many people from high school, but it wasn't because I hated it. It was just like I had a different direction that I was going to go. It helped that I was already thinking romantically about life, like one year into high school. You know what I mean? Because I was already conceptualizing high school as a as a as a finite experience, much like life itself, that expires. Climactically, all of a sudden, you can't you can't do anything to stop it. There's nothing you can do to extend your high school experience. Though I've had dreams in which I've gone back to high school, kind of like Rodney Dangerfield. Those are never good dreams, but sometimes they're good for a little bit and then they get weird. Yeah. But I was already like thinking as a writerly 
in a writerly way about high school, like in 10th grade. I was viewing it as this drama that I wanted to win or that I wanted to succeed in in my own way and have my own like conclusion and everything. I had a whole fucking plan. It's not. It's not. Yes, it it's. But it was only. It wasn't a whole plan. Like, plan rules. Plan. No. 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 No plan. It wasn't a plan. Like how it, it's all gonna. Happen. No. It wasn't a plan. It was just more like a dream. It was just more like a. It was goal. It was like a goal. Like you know, you want to win. A, you want to win something. You're playing sports. You want to win a championship. You want to graduate with a championship. In soccer, I was playing. I was a goalie. You want to. Um, you know, whatever it is, it's like there was a certain. There's a certain like glamorous exit that legacy you want to leave a legacy of some kind it was, that's what it really was that's what it really was it was like leaving a legacy I want to leave a legacy I want to be the one who did this that and the other thing anyway this isn't about my high school experience it's about your high school experience and college experience and like what is it about like you're the only because we were talking about this gays are liars as this guy we mentioned earlier gay Mormons are, seem to be especially I don't know I don't know if this is true but in my brief recollection right now it's like they're pretty extreme about cutting off ties with their Mormon past in my limited memory I could be wrong I could be forgetting other people I would say that's mostly true but there's very few who actually cut ties at least that I would associate with who cut ties out with their family Right, right. I don't mean like all the way extreme to their family, but like ideologically, they. I don't know. You tell me. What is it like to be? But the only, it's not unique. Okay, so I, I know what you're saying, but it's, it's very common for all ex Mormons, and that's not a word I use for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, to cut ties with Mormonism, in general, right? It's so not, like, or it is. It's not. I mean it. Wait. What was I saying? Okay, so like, it is very, very normal for most ex-Mormons to like be very vocally anti-Mormonism. They would never go to church with their family, even just for friendship. Like, they couldn't even conceive, most couldn't even conceive of such a thing. And since most gay Mormons are ex-Mormons, like, they share that. Does that make sense? Like, it's mm-hmm. not actually, like, a gay Mormon thing. To, right, it's to just an ex-Mormon thing. It's an ex-Mormon yeah. thing. Yeah. Exactly. And I always found, like, the idea of ex-Mormonism to be, like, completely ridiculous because Mormonism is so much more than just, like, a church. It's a culture in the way that Judaism is a also a, a religion and a culture and uh, ethnicity even. I'm not saying that there's a Mormon ethnicity, although the U.S. government for a time did use that classification. Um, I'm just saying that... Might as well be at the, this point. The culture is so specific, even if it shares in a lot of other um, <clears throat> very orthodox or like, right. specific Christian religions... It's just, it's, you can't ever really let that go if you were raised that way. So, like, what, you're not really ex- just 
just because you don't go to church anymore and you took your name off the like official records, well, it doesn't, doesn't change that you have like that nebushy like, accent. Like your well, I don't have that. No, accent I, I don't mean. I'd be like the Jewish. In the Jewish equivalent would be the nebushy. It's like yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, call yeah, yourself yeah, an exactly, atheist, exactly. but like, you still sound like Woody there's Allen. There's just gonna be a certain way where you approach humanity and humanitarianism and friendship and caring for your neighbors and your community. Right. Um, because like all of those things that people say that they miss about being Mormon, the community, they just like put it into either the Democrat party or their like ex-Mormon <laughs> friends. I like where, how you like, like lowered your voice over the Democrat they, party. They do because they, like, so many ex-Mormons run arms wide open to the Democrat party. They just want some other institution to tell them what to do. I don't really have a lot more to say about that besides that's just a fact. Right. Okay. They run they run straight from the Mormon prophet to Nancy Pelosi. Right. It's a Right. I mean, what else can I say? What kind of nothing you can say? Really. <clears throat> okay. So there's yeah, there's nothing interesting to say about that. It's just no, fact it's just, just fact. Okay. It speaks for itself. But they also I think still seek that type of closeness that's almost like familial and I've seen all kinds of like really supportive ex-Mormon communities you know whether they're official through like you know I mean I was not on Facebook at that time that I left you know wasn't really going to church anymore because I've been on Facebook for like 12 years now or something crazy but um, there were like ex-Mormon Facebook support groups there's like a really like active ex-Mormon Reddit. Okay, so, like, they're just recreating these same... Right. Um, right, they're... Right. And support groups that are just not associated with the church. Just they not, value just, that community and celerity right. in the same way that I see, like, okay, maybe, like, the way that, like, you know... They're, e- I, they're E-minos. They're ex-Mormons in name only. Like, they're yeah, being Mormon. Yeah, but I Mormon. just mean, like, they seek that same type of, like, community and relationship in the same way that, like, um, immigrants from certain countries in the U.S. form little neighborhoods or form, you know, little They're Mormons in exile. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly, they're exile communities. Exactly. Yeah. And so that actually proves the point that you can't really, like, leave Mormonism. Like, you still, like... Will, you still seek other people who went through a similar childhood or adolescent or adult experiences. This is going to sound perverted, but you can take the Mormon out of the boy, but you can't take the boy out of the Mormon. Or you can take the... Which one would it go? Well, actually, in the church, there's an expression called... I think goes... It's 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 an expression that active Mormons use, where they say you can leave the church, but you can't leave the church alone. Right. Okay. It's you can't take the it's it's you can take it's you can take the Mormon out of the boy, but you can't take no wait. Fuck. I thought I had it right. I always get that one mixed up. But either way, it's you, kind of perverted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Master's tools, blah blah blah. I mean, it's just it's, no. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. No, I, that, that was a that was a red scare joke. Master's Tools? Yeah, they can, in early episodes, they can never remember if it's, you, if there's some joke, you know the Master's Tools, or like, you can't take apart his house, or the Master's Tools. Oh, I see. I get there's, it. There, I, there's some, even I can't even remember the expression. Right. They, like, always go back and forth. Right. About that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 
um, you can take the boy out of the Mormon, but you can't take the Mormon out of the boy. Yes. That's the proper way to put it. You can't right. take the Mormon out of the boy. So anyway. You can't. No. I mean... And truly, you're, that's what you're saying. I'm trust. I'm taking your word I for mean, it because I don't know. No, I mean, there's certainly certain levels of orthodoxy that people grow up with that are not official, but just they are, right? Like I knew, I have friends who like, okay, they left the church as adults, but their dad wasn't a member, but their mother was, right? right? So like, that's a very different household that you're going to be raised in, especially if it's the mother's a member and the father isn't. I get it. Because there's a lot of, act, like, I mean, you know, in, in many ways, we don't have a patriarchal society, but in Mormonism, there is a patriarchal right. society, absolutely. Like, I wouldn't even deny that. Right. Well, it's and just, shockingly, it's it works true. really well and successful and stable. Yes, shocking. It's really kind of like, shocking. Well, it knocks me off my chair that that's the case. Shockingly, right. it would be successful that um, if the men were in charge of the society, things would go fine. Honestly, I'm breathless. I'm I'm I'm, sh- I'm breathless at that one. I don't know. I, can't. I got. I think we have to fact check that. I think we have to fact check that. But uh, um, but I want to get more into like personal, like if you don't mind, like for me when I look at Mormonism, when I look at Mormons, I'm like if I were to nominate an American ethnicity, if I were to nominate a religion and a community to represent America on the world stage... I've talked to Harry. I've talked to Harry about this. Oh, you have? He yeah. also He's also trying to nominate fucking Americans for he's the world stage? He's not trying to nominate, but I'm just like, I've said this that as a joke that in, in, twi- in tweets. That like, I just don't know how you, as an American, could be interested in being Catholic. Like, it doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Catholics don't have that essential American libertarian like basis. I'm not saying that I'm I'm not saying that I'm a specific persuasion, but there's something so um, there's something so um, independent about the spirituality of Mormonism, right? Well, like a very very important basic principle of the church of the Mormon church is that you thank you as an individual yeah, I have to stay thank you could I get a second one of these yeah of course do either of you want ketchup or mayonnaise for your fries uh I'll take mayo I'll take ranch dressing you don't have ranch dressing no but I have blue cheese Mm, I'll take it just in case. I'm not a. Maybe it's. Maybe it'll pass. I, have a little as they say. I like the. I, sometimes blue it's cheese. A, it's is a Utah thing that I learned about there. Mayo? Where you mix mayo with ketchup. It's called fry sauce. Uh, you know, I. Oh, Every I see. restaurant has it. Oh, I see. I think that actually. Pre made usually. I may be wrong, but I thought I remembered that the French like mayo with French Every, fries. Lots of other countries. Americans don't really like I'm it. I'm a ranch guy with French fries. Yeah. I. Love ranch. I love it with everything, but especially French fries. I actually shouldn't say Americans don't really like it because I never traveled anywhere else. No, Americans really, are a little so freaked out really, by mayo they and fries. Are kind of right. yeah, yeah. They're not into it, and I'm not into it. I'm not into mayo. That I'm not into mayo in a way that I can like detect it. It needs to be smothered with other shit. Yeah, you know. It just like moistens your breath. I just it's a little too. I don't no, know. We're making fry sauce right now. It's 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 like it feels yeah. It mayo feels like a little underage to me, you know. 
There's something about it that feels underage. And racist. I know. Um, I'm not calling you pedo for liking mayo. I'm just saying, like, on its own, it feels a little it's inappropriate. Juvenile, it's juvenile to like mayo, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm not supposed to be eating fries, but these look so good. And no, I don't eat carbs. But these look so good. I always thought that, like, even if you're... Potato's not good. Keto. Potato's like you the... can have potato. Potato's worse than chocolate. Potato's worse than, like, dessert. It's, like, the most sugary thing. Anyway, don't listen to me. The whole point here is... Well, I don't diet, so I don't care. Well... Mormon privilege. Not to brag. Mormon privilege. Not at all. Um, what the fuck was I going to say? What were we talking about? Okay. I was going to say that I'm down to nominate Mormons as oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the okay, most right, reliable right, right, right. representative. Okay, so this is like, I cannot understand how, fine, maybe you were born Catholic, fine, you had Catholic ancestors, okay? The idea that someone would be born in the U.S., either a-religious or Protestant or something, and then convert to Catholicism blows my mind. It has nothing to do with our um, national personality or... But it, it, it has a lot to do with it, though. Let me tell you why. There's oh, First of all, this is a Protestant country. So, That's on paper, you're right. On paper, it's not an American thing. It's anti-American. It's anti-American, but it's very, very Amer- on brand for an American to feel inferiority complexes to the old world. Okay, that's true, that's true. And so it's a very normal thing for Americans... Okay, that's actually a really to, good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, their dicks, to, for their dick, their hard-on leaning to Rome, okay? Oh God, it's just yeah, a common-ass... Okay. So you have to... That's the thing about America. Um, you have to... Okay, cool, thank you. You're welcome. We'll see if this, if, if this passes... I mean, it doesn't. It it's looks, gonna taste like blue cheese. It's gonna taste like fucking blue cheese. But sometimes but there's I'm it's not, bland I love enough. Blue cheese. Well, no. I can sort of do it, dig it. It's if not, I don't, it's not bland enough. But just don't think about the blue, and you'll be fine. Yeah, if I don't, if I avoid the the chunks, the little crumbs, it's it, and it's just a small dose. You know, you can kind of trick your mouth. Sure. Good advice for. Inadequate hookups as well. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I have not ever had one of those. You're speaking, speaking yeah. abstractly. <laughs> speaking Jackson Pollockly. <laughs> um, it's not good when a hookup ends in a Jackson Pollock painting on your bed sheets, by the way, either. But so okay. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, you have to you have to factor that in. But that, like inferiority <clears throat> complex. The, that, I mean, know. you could the, the, this is gonna sound like too Mormon pride or whatever, but it's like it's no Mormon other friendly tr- show. like okay, Seventh day Adventist, fine, it was like invented here also, but it sh- certainly hasn't had like the global impact. No. The international um uh, story, the even American story, like most people have never even met a Seventh Day Adventist. Of course, no, I mean, no. There's no compare. I mean, here's the thing. There's two sides to this. One is, it's something there's that a sh- there's it a, was invented here. Right. It was. There are many religions that have been invented here. My friend, who the first episode of this show, I, I he was on, 
Stephen Cox, who wrote a book called American Christianity, which is literally about all the various, many of the various, he didn't cover 100% of them, but he does try to find them all. All the various sects and little tiny Protestant religions and cults. I mean, this is just what America is about. It's always been the case. There's always been an endless flourishing of cults and sects and little, little break-off churches. And that's something. Adventist is one of them, one of many. And there are many, many that are, like, super small. So Mormonism is the biggest one. And it was the one, we discussed this, it's the one that truly did go from being, like, a hardcore cult to an established, organized, like, a government-approved religion, basically. And, and there's a whole story about that, but that's not the point of this. It's not the point to discuss that story, but it does sort of stand for, if you're in a point to one thing, you know, there's also Jehovah's Witnesses, that's pretty big. It's pretty big. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah, have yeah. heard of them. They, they also get around the world. They also make it around, you know. They log their, they log the frequent flyer miles. The famous people who are Jehovah's Witnesses. Scientology is not a religion, in my opinion, but who knows? It might, it, it, like, it could be the Mormonism of the of the next of the next fucking century. Who knows by this point? Right. Um, it could totally chill. It could chill out in certain ways and become kind of like a Mormonism of like the twenty one hundreds. It's not. A, it's not impossible. Um, not a fan personally, but whatever. I mean, it's not impossible. It's probably not likely. It's not. Nothing's likely, but it's like it's a type of thing that I you never know. I just don't think that in the 21st century there's even like that just there's already new quote unquote religions surpassing the role of what religions in the 20th 19th 18th century had well what are they for example because there are a lot of them are flash in the pan there's certainly some that will. What's a religion that's new to this day? But the century? thing is, they don't have the they don't have the same qualities of official membership the way that like religions do. These they are ideologies that have supplanted. Yeah, but the they're flash supplanted. But we're talking if we're talking about the various online ideologies, like those. I'm not talking about online ideologies. These are things like walk walk through any neighborhood within two or three miles of here, especially that direction. Not necessarily my direction, but that direction. And? What will you see? Homeless people. No, 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 no. What signs and yards? Oh, BLM and shit? Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, yeah, like, yeah. Well, I, and I'm not calling those religions, but they take on the same type of fervor. I know. But they take, they yeah. take on the same type of fervor, not just BLM, but Eat the Rich, blah, 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 all yeah, this yeah, yeah. shit. But, like, it takes on the same fervor, it takes on the same type of branding that early religions did, and all the people doing it don't go to church. So no, I get it. But they're also but those are also those are just like, you know, they're constantly um, they're constantly reformulating versions of the same thing that's been going on for centuries, which are like their various leftist movements that they will always be around. But they will be around they'll constantly change form. And they'll constantly change membership because, like, few are the ones. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. the way it goes. I agree, but, but, um, but organized religion in the same way that it, like, took off in, or has been taking off since, like, the formation of yeah. all, you know, the religions we've been talking about, like, 
nothing even compares to that. Except right, these right. like Except the political. quote unquote political. They're hashtag religious. But they're not even. They're hashtag religious. Fine, fine. I fine. mean, let's but like, it. there's no way that like some. All I'm saying is like, there's no way that some like Scientology is going to supplant like. No, but it's not about the su- rich or BLM. No one's ever going to supplant socialist like fevers of the moment. But I, we're not talking about supplanting. We're talking about. Because Mormonism doesn't supplant anything either. Mormonism is just like nobody thinks about Mormonism in regular life. Nobody they think of it as this weird little sect, like of weird people in Utah. That's all that that's all that people think about when yeah, they think about I'm Mormonism on that, a daily basis. That that, that it, there's no such thing as like the next Mormonism. Well, I don't know. Maybe you're right, but all I'm saying is that when I say the next Mormonism, I'm only saying... No, obviously I don't think that there's going to be an entire state full of Scientologists the way That's we do. That's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, no, no. I'm just thinking so like... There's not going to be 14 million Scientologists. No, 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 no. But I'm just thinking that it's possible that something like Scientology can, if it survives, it could be destroyed at any moment if the government wants it to and wants to take on that battle. But like it, it never. They never win those battles. Like they just never win those battles. They didn't win the first one against Scientology. It, what all I'm saying is that Scientology can become the sort of non-freakish and non-purely exploitative, stable kind of thing that Mormonism has become. Is all I'm saying. Like I, the, the transition Mormonism made can happen with Scientology. I'm not saying the odds are high. I'm just like. Theoretically, it's possible. It's happened before. Yeah. I don't know. And what's what's kind of weird with like um, Mormons is like they keep trying to like there's just diff- different ways where they keep trying to like re-enter the, more, the mainstream the way they did in the sixties and seventies. How did they enter the mainstream in the sixties and seventies? Well, I mean, I don't know the exact timeline of all this, but, like, that's when, like, beards for Mormons, like, totally went out of fashion and became not necessarily beards. beards. Illegal, but, like, discouraged extremely. I like that. Okay. So, like, they they embraced, in the 50s and 60s, Mormonism embraced a more contemporary American aesthetic that is still reflected today, you know, when people think of Mitt Romney, when you think of Mormons, they think of that kind of like, very, like very clean cut. Yeah, gay porn of the 80s is basically like the Mormon aesthetic. I don't, I don't really know what that I mean, it's like smooth box, smoothness, I'm all American, no beards. Like yeah, that you don't even need to, it doesn't even need to be gay, in fact, gay porn is like probably the wrong thing. It's like, I'm sure classic, like, crew cut, White shirt, right. uh, blonde wife, ten right. healthy kids that either didn't need braces or had like braces, you know, like you just, this is like good teeth, good, good teeth. hair, good teeth. Which is interesting because the most Beautiful passionate children. Mormons are always seem to me yeah. to be like Polynesian, Polynesians. Because I follow college football where there's a lot of Polynesian players, the Samoan players, and they're all Mormon. Which is an interesting contrast to the tons of Mitt Romney fact, Jesus. Where I actually grew up, there's a there's a dedicated Samoan. I don't know if it's a ward or a branch, but they they do church every Sunday in in, in Samoan, not in English. Right. 
and I didn't even grow up in Utah or in I was like. I mean, Mormons also and settled LA, by the way. Mormons settled LA and then left. A lot of the West. Yeah. Vegas. Vegas is a big one. Arizona, it's still there. I have Utah, to go to the old Idaho, Alberta, just directly above. Have you been to the old Mormon fort, the original Mormon fort in Vegas? It's still there. It's like preserved. Mm-hmm. I have to go. That would be fun. Yeah. That's where we should have gone for this episode. We should have, yeah. Being, we but just we stayed in a restaurant. That's where I like to stay, because they have balconies where you can smoke. They're the only balconies in all Vegas, is the Cosmo. I didn't know that. I only know about Cosmopolitan, because that's where I saw MIA. When I say all of Vegas, I mean the Strip. No other hotel has balconies in there. I thought you could... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they don't have balconies at all. No, no, zero. But the Cosmo has balconies, yeah, so yeah. you can smoke from your room. I was like, I thought you can smoke in most of Vegas. No. It has to be from balconies. No, it has to be from balconies. No, no. Like, you can smoke in, like, lounges, but you can't smoke... You can smoke cigarettes often in the casino itself, but you can't smoke cigars, and that's my right. thing. Uh, you, you can't really smoke cigars in the casino proper. You have to be, like, sitting at a lounge. They're annoying. Um, so anyway, the Cosmo has that going for it big time. The Cosmo, anyway, we talked we talk about, like, has now retained to me. At first it was this horrible, like... I don't really like the aesthetic of it. The aesthetic of it was this horrible, neolib, ironic statement in Vegas where the chandelier is inside out. And, you know, like, it was an anti-Vegas, like... Like big, like just big, giant, fu you know, middle finger to the, to the traditional concept of Vegas, which we all know and love. But over the years, the sheer like brazen elements of it have grown on me, and so I'm I'm almost okay with it in like a you know so bad it's good way, you know. Whereas the true depravity, maybe maybe something more like Aria, which is a nice hotel, is really comfortable, but maybe something a little like something more earnestly, you know, bland and modern versus here is an art, here's a conceptual, yeah, I was un- gonna say, at least it's a conceptual a concept, art. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's Cosmo is conceptual art for good and for bad. So I'm okay with con- Cosmo. Even the the name, rooms are good. Even the name. Even the name. Yeah. Cause like, I don't want to, I don't want to cosmopolitanism in Vegas. I want. It's literally... It's what, an all-American co- fantasy of what, like, fa- of what ancient places are. Yeah, it's like, what cosmopolitan... It's like, There's it's no fuck cosmopolitan. I want a fucking Midwestern Wayne Newton, Wayne Newton-loving fat chick who's going to wait in line to go see Wayne Newton for the 13th time. A performer that nobody has cared about for 50 years, but who still performs in Vegas. If he's still alive, I don't know. Like that's what I, like, I literally don't know who you're talking he's, about. He may not be alive anymore, but he was like the Mr. Las Vegas for decades as a singer who literally made fifty million a year, like decades ago, just in Vegas and and nowhere. And like that's all he would perform. And like you know, the, he's sort of like the standard of the the quote unquote has been who resident residency in Vegas. And I don't know if he still performs and is still alive, but he was Mr. Las Vegas for a while. Wayne Newton. Just like look that look up that name. And he sings songs like like classic old American songbook shit. And he has some of his own hits and stuff, you know. He has originals. He has some I think he has some that he's famous for singing, like like I, I don't remember what they are right now. But anyway, he's an iconic he's an iconic figure and he's he's Vegas. 
and, and Cosmo was like, everything is, is the total opposite of all that, but that's okay because it did it with its balls hanging out. And that's why. And it's a good hotel. With his and, balls hanging down. You no, know, it just, Cosmo is with the balls hanging Yeah, the ha- hanging down from the ceiling, exactly. <laughs> right. So, Cosmo makes the cut. We accept Cosmo much like that. Much like some ugly little artwork that like they sprout up next to the Louvre to make a statement. The Cosmo is like the actually it's like the Eiffel Tower because the Eiffel Tower, from what I recall, was a major scandal when it was erected. It was like total. It was too tall. It, well, it was yeah, it's totally out of character for Paris. Totally out of character. And at the time, it was like, what is this hideous fu to Paris? Even though it's been so long, and now it's just part of this, you know. This. So maybe that's what Cosmo is. <laughs> the next Eiffel Tower. You say perhaps. Maybe. Um, but we need to get back to your Mormonism, your Mormon experience. And I and I nominate Mormonism as the American ethnicity and religion representative of ethnicity. Fuck ethnicity. But the religion. It's the Ameri- if I were to just say like, here is something unmistakably American. Except for if you ask you ask a lot of Mormons who have like um who pioneer ancestry like I do meaning meaning Mormons who were um like early Mormons who had to flee from Missouri or Illinois right okay, because of like actual extermination orders from the government right because of polygamy yeah because of polygamy um a lot of those people have like really really early Mormon I mean American uh, ancestry, Mayflower stuff, early voyages, etc. Right. Um, so yeah, in that, in that regard, yeah, sure, okay, fine. I forgot, what was the question? You were just disagreeing with something I, was, I said. I was riffing. I was riffing yeah, all I said was... I'm not talking about technical ancestry. Yeah. All I'm talking about is what is the most representative of the American ethos, the American character for good and for bad. Good, yeah, because mostly. Like the, the like that bootstraps idea. It's like that's so ingrained in Mormonism. Ethos because the, sh- the innocence of what to me it's the innocence, it's the fucking innocence and the confidence, but also the modesty and also the assumption that everyone's equal. Um. It's all there. There's nothing about America that I can right now think of that Mormonism doesn't have. Yeah. It has I, the horniness. I, I, didn't it take, has, I didn't have to take this class, but at BYU they have this class called American Heritage. And every freshman has to take, unless you study American studies, in which case you take two other classes instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it, it teaches like... A bunch of different stuff, but it teaches the Declaration of Independence as, like, inspired scripture. Not literal Mormon scripture, but, like, they study it as if it's, like... Right. Right, right, right. But that that used to be a very accepted, like, kind of idea. Yeah. God, um... I grew up saying the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. Yeah, I know. Everyone said that. Everyone our age did that. I'm saying, like... They're not doing it anymore. No, probably not, but... People 
used to believe that the Declaration of Independence was inspired by God. That wasn't like just a Mormon idea. It was like most most Christian Americans thought that. Sure, why not? I mean, everything's inspired by God. In a way. Right, but like, it was more like special. Whatever it takes. It's like, if you're going to be, you know, it's like, every everyone's like that. Every, it's the same with... It's not a... I don't consider that to be an extreme belief, the way some idiots do now. It's a very common... It's a very short leap from this means everything to the existence of our people and to our identity, to our identity, and it's inspired by God. Like, if you're a God-fearing people. But it's specifically connected to Mormonism because... Mormonism wouldn't exist without the United States. Of course not, because this is like the, the whole mythos is now. Clearly, Which I from, just feel like underscores right. what we were saying earlier. Like, yeah, it wouldn't it exist. Literally, it literally, literally wouldn't, wouldn't exist. exist. Neither would. Okay? So, it, like, they believe America had to happen. It right. was like foreordained to happen. Right. The prophecy because is because Mormonism had to restore. Like literally, God's church, right. okay, to support, to actually supplant Catholicism, right, and the Anglican Church here, right. Okay, now is that something I believe now? Not really, right. But I also don't find the the question of like, oh, uh, which church is like the church to bring you back to God, whatever, which is the true church. I don't find that important. At Neither all. do I. I feel it's the least important. Thing but that's in my a world. really, really important question to a lot of Catholics and to a lot of Mormons. And to, in fact, to every Mormon, it's it, it's the it's, most important question. It's all any any hardcore Protestant. It's also the most important question because there's the pap, you know the the idea that. If you were to get down, if you were to dig down to it, like hardcore Calvinists, but they don't get as dogmatic about it. Well, that's just you haven't met the in, ones in, that do. In our in in our in our time, it's not uh, the I've known some hardcore Calvinists who are quite so? dogmatic about Catholic Catholicism being the devil's church and blah 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 blah. Yeah 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 yeah, they exist. You just don't know them. Just, why would you? Met, you wouldn't meet them after you get out of that world. And, and certainly not in um, Washington State or in L.A. I mean, no, actually, I met them in L.A. You can meet them in LA, but you have to somehow butt heads. You know what I mean? You have to somehow gravitate to them. I knew them from, they were college friends of mine. But anyway, um, what I want to know is your specific, like, you know, what was your, how did you reckon with, what happened to you that ultimately kind of, you know, complicated your Mormon identity? And when and like, what did it take? I mean, I don't know. On the one hand, I can be really cavalier, and I was actually saying this to a bunch of friends earlier. Uh, I don't know if it was like today, a couple days ago, where it's just like I honestly just found church kind of boring. Like unfulfilling, not interesting, not spiritually Don't whisper, deep. By the way. No, I'm not. Whisper. I'm not whispering. But I'm also like kind of thinking this out. This is this is a very complicated question that I haven't articulated really before. Um, it's easier to articulate on the fly than it is to sit down. I don't think that's true. It can be. 
you need another drink? I'm good for now. Okay. Thank you. Um, no, I don't think that's true at all. I really like to be very measured in what I say. Well, measured a little no, bit. No, but I mean, no, I mean, like, I literally, if I feel pressure to, like, give a on-the-fly answer, like, I will All right. I'm not saying give it on-the-fly. No, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like... Broach it. Broach. I will think about how I want to answer that question, but I also will say that how I would have answered that question even five years ago would be so different than how I would answer it now. And so that's it's normal. Like, of course that's normal, but it's like, that's why, that's that's part of the reason for my hesitancy, is right. I don't want to feel committed to like a specific um, understanding of why... No, I, I know you're not asking like why I left Mormonism because of that I would absolutely refuse to answer right um, because there's never ever been one reason it's been just you know years of like I mean honestly some of it was like I was just bored I was like this isn't like I know how to pray I, like I'm not compelled by like the grand narrative of the Mormon church anymore I'm also gay so it's like there's no... Um, it's a constant shade if you're gay. Um, in some ways, yeah. And in other ways, like... I never found it to be so difficult to be like... I don't know. I mean, yes. And also... I think most Mormons like, really just don't know like what to do with gay people. And they feel really bad about that. Mm -hmm. And so there's so much sympathy and openness towards you, towards each, you know, towards each gay person individually. Mm -hmm. That, like, no one's like, I mean, I'm sure there's examples that never happened to me. But, like, where they, like, you know, are hateful or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. I'm sure that exists. But they can still be That never happened to me. They were annoying anyway. They were annoying anyway, yeah. <laughs> like, they were annoying and had nothing to do with, like, my personal, like, sexuality or, like... Right. Even, like, personality, like, as kind of a more fun point. Like, I'm not even assuming that the gay factor was the most important factor. No, I d- no it, it, and it really wasn't. It really wasn't. In fact, I didn't even come out until, like, after I had already decided I wasn't going to be in the church anymore. Mm-hmm. In, when I say be in church, I mean, just, like... I'm not like actively going or you know the first thing you said was you got bored I think but that's like very like me looking back at like being a teenager but that's but that's also why a lot of people leave their but I didn't leave when I was a teenager because I was like oh my friends are Mormon my whole family is Mormon right I I knew when I was like you know 14 that I was going to go to BYU like my parents went there my grandparents went there my cousins several of them all went there. Obviously, I'm going to go there. So it wasn't until I was at BYU where I was kind of like, okay, now what's next? Well, what? okay, well, what, what was the first action you took that, you know, has the characteristics of having left or leaving? Or, it's, you know, risking a leaf? leaf. I, have hiccups. I have hiccups now. Great. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Honestly, probably just like going to church late. Oh, getting there late. Like literally going going late. Okay, so when I was a freshman, you had to. Okay, so Mormon church. I know it's different now. They only have two hours. But when I was growing up, and for years and years, it was three hours. Okay, three meetings, three hours. There was separate meeting, which is like mass. There were, I'm saying it in these terms so that if anyone hears it, they know loosely what I'm talking about. There's sacrament meeting, which is the mass. There is Sunday school, which is like um, usually divided by ages. So like in a in a meeting where it's like all college kids, we're all together. But maybe there's like three different groups because there's so many people in a Mormon church where it's like with your family it will be subdivided by age so like the adults and then all the teenagers and then some of the kids will be in several meetings and then the third hour is segregated by sex where the women are in a meeting called Relief Society and the men are in a meeting called Elders or Priesthood and so sometimes you go to church and sacrament is first Literally just to accommodate the high volume of people who need to go to church in the same building. Mm-hmm. And then you might go from sacrament to Sunday school to priesthood or Relief Society. And then sometimes to accommodate that volume, you're, you go in reverse, where like the most important meeting, which is sacrament, happens the last, where you'll go to your... Okay, you'll go to the meetings in reverse. And that was the case since I was, like, a child, you know. Some, sometimes we went to church buildings where there was, like, so many people that you had to, like, okay, accommodate okay. all this flow. Right. That the meetings were all staggered in or in reverse. Okay, so when I was in college, um, the building that we went to was, like, so packed with different meeting groups that priesthood was first. We're, like, no one would really know if you miss it. And Sunday school is second. No one really knows that you miss that. Right. If you miss soccer meeting, the people in charge know that you miss it. Right. So it's like, you could be late. You could just be two hours late. And you just no slept in. Even know. You were late because you slept in. But, like, on purpose. Because, like, people were, like, waking you up. Everyone... You're, like, you were rebelling with your REM cycle. But I also was kind of like, who cares? It wasn't like I was... I, at the time... At the time, and I honestly didn't skip that often, but, like, when I did, I didn't feel like I was rebelling... Even though my roommate was going, like, on time, I was just sort of like, I'm tired, I don't care, I'll get there for the most important thing, at least I'm not skipping that. The most important thing being? Sacrament. Sacrament. Yeah. Where you, like, it's like, that's like... It was a final, like, like, it's like, yeah, you're getting the, you're, yeah, okay. It's like, it's mass, you, like, literally take the sacrament, you drink, you drink... And if you skip that, you're skipping out. Not only are you noticed... Right, you're skipping out on the but whole you're, Yeah, it's like, why are you even happy about you? And also, right. like, literally, if you skip that too much, you can be expelled from school. <laughs> right, right. Whereas, and, like, the other meetings... But you like, weren't expelled from school. No, never. Not even close. But you just skipped it a few times. I'm just saying, like, you could skip it and then be expelled Right, school. it's possible. That's... But I'm not bringing it. If the up, US, U I U S S R was watching. Yeah, I'm not bringing it because it's possible. I'm bringing it because that's how seriously they take it. And so right. it's actually very, very rare for people to even skip any of the meetings at all. Right. I mean, sure, I'm sure there were cases, but like, not. I I didn't. You could also always just be like, oh, I went to church with my family, which I didn't have anyone at that time who lived in Utah. I don't think that I would have gone to church with. Um, yeah, I, I that was like the first instance of like that was your real first rebellion. But I was also kind of like, it's not that serious. 
So it, it didn't feel serious to me. It didn't feel not bad. something not feeling serious to I me. Knew, equally... I knew. I knew that other people would be like, if they notice at all, which like people notice you a lot less than you think they will. Um, I thought, oh yeah, other people might think that that's like rebellious, but I don't personally feel rebellious doing this. I feel like it's fine and not a big deal. And then it turned out to not be a big deal. Didn't get kicked out of school. Didn't feel punished by God. I mean, what else to say? No, I mean, it's it's an interesting... But, like, I literally didn't test any boundaries, even close to that, in high school. I never drank. I never smoked. I never... I swore rarely. I... Like, I'm not, I'm saying I literally didn't drink a drop of alcohol at all. I never drank coffee, never did... I was, like, so by the book before. So that was, like, the first sort of test of... That was the first domino of infidelity. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't... Those, those aren't... <laughs> it's definitely I know that those aren't your words. I, would, I know, that's the way I would describe I know, it, because I, I just did. Which is, totally, which is totally fine, but I'm just... Because we're having a conversation where I'm... True. That's not how it, you would That is it. definitely not how I would explain it, but I see how other people might say it that way. Okay, so what was the next domino? Not domino, but whatever you would... Dis- what was the next incident of disobedience, I guess? Yeah, the thing is, even now, I, like, I don't think about it that way. I just don't. And I know that's rare, because a lot of... When did you have your first drink? Not until I was, like, 24. So that's, like, two years later. That's not that far. not two years later. I'm 18. I'm not talking about right now. Oh, we're talking... Oh, you skipped this out on 18. Six years later. I was was a freshman in college. Okay, so the C... Okay, so... Your Six first mini rebellion was later. just avoiding sacrament. No, 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 no. I wasn't even avoiding sacrament. I was literally going to the most important meeting of all. I was avoiding, like, the Sunday school class. Right. Okay. And half the time, I wasn't even avoiding it. I was honestly just like, occasionally, I would just be late. Got it. Okay. You were just being late. So it started That's out what I'm just saying, like, being the, late. Like, Six years idea, later, you had a drink. Yeah. But by then, I was already, like, not going to church a lot more. And you can't locate in those six years a second. No, of course I can. No, I'm just wondering. I'm, listen, I'm totally under. I totally comprehend the idea of an avalanche effect of like slow moving avalanche. Just, you know, you do you break one rule. Um, no, I don't good. Yeah. You ta- it's not even breaking a rule. You took something less seriously than other people. That's. I mean, I smoked weed before I. I I don't. This is like I don't know. I'm feeling... If you're not comfortable talking about it, that's okay. I'm just I'm no, just trying to. It's like I would be comfortable talking to you about this person, but not publicly. Yeah, I think that's what I'm starting to feel. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not stuff that I haven't. What are you? About. What no, are you? No, 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 no. Okay, it's like it's not stuff that I haven't thought about saying or figuring out how I want to like convey. Okay. It's more just like, I don't know, it's like, it's so, it's still so personal to me that I'm like, I don't know, this might be just stuff that I want to keep to myself. That's totally understandable. Yeah. And yet, like, I do see how, um, I, yeah, I don't know, I do see how, like, 
um, opening up about some of this stuff could be helpful. Like, I actually have a cousin who, a couple weeks ago, reached out to me, who's younger, several years younger, mm -hmm. and was just telling me, like, oh, yeah, hey, I know one of your friends. Like, we recently connected because I've also left the church, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is someone who was, like, freaking out. Hi, hey. Do you guys have anything else? Do you want dessert? I'll take a cup of coffee. What kind of dessert do you have? I have creme brulee and chocolate mousse. I have a peach tart, and I also have a tart de ten, which is like French apple pie with caramelized apples. I think I'm good. I'm I would have a coffee. Do you want anything? Thank you. Um, no, it's like, obviously I have a lot of hesitancy about revealing personal details about myself online. I get it. In public. I, I get it. I'll, also, we could, I mean, you know, no, 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 no. I know. I'm not. I'm just like, this is now. Yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, listen, I don't want to. Like, but, but you're. But you're. But, but I'm. Okay, so what I was saying is like, I realize how this type of like openness can be helpful because, you know, I, I got this text from my cousin who's uh, probably like four or five years ago today. Yeah. Um, has a child, is married, went to BYU. I think he lives in Texas now. I'm not sure. I have a lot of cousins, so that's yeah, not it. so personal. But, like, he reached out to me, and he was, ex you know, sort of starting to tell me about his, like, all, his story leaving the church, okay? which is very, very recent. Like, we're talking a couple months. And I think before that, he was probably mostly completely, 100% committed into the church, okay? Where I always felt like... I could look back and see a lot of, like, not questions, but just sort of, like, more, like, less of a strong commitment in myself. Right. Whereas, like, in other people that I've seen, even in my own family leave, I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, I can't believe it, because they always seem so, like, you know, gung-ho. Right. Um, and so I'm... The, the conversation I'm curious to have with some of those other people, some my own family members only, is to see if they saw me the same way that I saw them, or if they were always like, oh yeah, of course. Like, if they saw you as super like, gung-ho. Like, no, oh my god, we're, there's no surprise at all that Barrett's like not really right. as active. You never asked him? Well, I mean, he like brought this up like two weeks ago. No, I mean, he, like, you never asked them like, oh no, yeah, you, no, you haven't thought have. of this, you haven't thought of it in this way no, until you brought it up. Is, like, I'm sure they probably did because like, I never I mean, the way I'm talking to you now, the way I'm, like, expressive, I've always been the same way. Even though I was, I was like, out. So I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, yeah, no shit, he's out. Like, he was gay, like, from day one. I know it's very eye-rolly, but it is true. Like, Oh, you mean, like, just because they, 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 they knew you were gay? They probably were always like, oh, yeah, right. he, no wonder he's out. But you're not no out, 100% is my point. You're not out to the degree that... The only reason I wanted to even no, talk no, about no, this... No, 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 no. In the eyes of people at church, I'm out. You're out. I get that. But Which, in the eyes of me... I know, I know, but it's... It's impossible to convey how different that is. True. It's, I, I'm it's very different so, from your random it, no, Mormon church. No, but I mean, like, it's so, so, so different to, for you to think of me as not out and for the way that they see someone like me. 
I get that you're out. I get that you're out. You're not. We wouldn't have the conversations we've had no, no, all no, this no. time. No, no, no. What you're saying is like. No, what I'm saying is like I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Right, right. I'm not fully out of the church. First of all, literally, legally, I'm not out of the church at all. My records are on the church. They're legally in there. If I wanted to remove them, I would have to hire a lawyer. I didn't even know that's a thing. Yes. So you have records in the church? Yes. Like, what do you mean? What records? You, when you, when you are either blessed as a child. So baptized, essentially? No. no? Mormons aren't baptized until they're eight. They can't be baptized until they're Okay. Eight. Okay, so, but if you're blessed, you become on the records, like, as a child of record of, like, your parents, right? Okay, if they're Mormon. If you're baptized, then you're, like, literally legally a member of the church. Okay. Okay. You cannot officially leave the church, the Mormon, at least in the U.S. You can't leave the church officially and remove your name from their, all their records that could follow you around for the rest of your life on their roles yeah. if, without a lawyer. Well, this is a holdover, interestingly, to the, to the more extreme days of Mormonism when leaving the church had serious consequences. Totally. Yeah, and now it's just you need a lawyer, which is still a major which, there's, hurdle. There's, still a major hurdle. Now, there's like websites and pro bono right. people who can do it for you now. In fact, right. everyone I know who has left my age, like that's how they do it. I just like don't care about paperwork and also find it like it, it doesn't hurt me to be on the records of the church. What is it? And what does it mean anyway? It's just that's a fact. It's just like, a fact, right? I, like, I can make these decisions on my own terms. I don't need... I don't need to, like, remove myself legally. I don't need... And I don't want to deal with any of that. I have no... You don't have the... Convi- you don't have the... You don't have the desire to yeah, yeah, dis- like, disassociate. Also, it's like... I don't know. Like, I can't be so sure that I want to disassociate. Right, right. That means you don't have the desire. That means you're not there. You're, you're in the church. As far as that's why I say in because illegal, most people in your situation seem like I don't I don't know the no numbers. there's just there's just like there's culturally in with culturally among active um, what they call what we call I don't think they say this at church TBMs true believing Mormons mm-hmm. like what my life is like so different from them they would see me as like at the nicest they would just call me an active but I'm really like a defector okay but they don't to the degree that other people are like I I am right no you are but you're not I guess I'm just thinking I just I I mean knowing you there's no way for someone outside to see really like where my position is I get from it. people on the inside I get it no, they I, I don't get it. see you as the same thing maybe no, your it. family does but everyone else doesn't they see you as a, as, a defector as a tra- no a tra- like a traitor even. a traitor yeah well that's a traitor at worst defector honestly at best right I mean it's traitor is that's a, that's the cult and mentality and most of them probably feel sorry for you well that's normal Feeling sorry I'm for not, you is normal. No, no, if you course, think that, course, yeah, I mean, if you think that you're stepping out on God, not, of course you're going to feel sorry. Like, I'm just saying, there's like, it's, there's so many different shades to like how people will see you. Some people will see you with pity, some people will see sorry for you. Are you able to some be friends people, with any of the people who then who are TBMs, who are true believing Mormons? Of yeah. course, I could, I could. You don't but know, I can but be, but I can be. Is it two ways? 
Um, because if they see you as some a of them, but they're special. They're like there's. Um, no, but I, no, no, no. Okay, no, they can because I'm close to my siblings, and they're all TBM completely. But they're your church. siblings. Let's say that they have a certain. My co- even uh, of non-family members. Yeah, yeah for, I would say a non-family. For sh- for sure, yeah, for sure. But to what degree would they like pity or or um, sort of see me as like a project? That's, to like, yeah. I just you just don't know. You don't know, you but really you can tell know. if they see you as a project because project people tend to bring up their talking. Voice. But those people wouldn't. I wouldn't be close to them anyways. And honestly, when I was a Mormon, other Mormons who thought that way about ex Mormons or former Mormons, I wouldn't have associated with those people anyways. I find I always found that completely repugnant to befriend someone with the of course like explicit whether you only wrote it in your diary or whether you said it to other people at church that you were you can't hide someone to make them come to church with you oh my god you can't hide that it always comes out I've never met a single person with an agenda like that who didn't come it's not even two-faced it's just super annoying like it's 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 not actually I don't find it two-faced because I they barely ever hide it like I know the, like they can barely hide it for five minutes that they're trying to get you back and you know like they're, they're trying to score a point in their conversion statistics and I'm not even saying that in a way that because I'm, I'm saying this I'm speaking it from now from personal experience because I've been around both Mormons and other other missionaries not just Mormons it's the same to me it's the same mentality it's just like they, they're trying to save your soul and they're trying to save your soul in way too uh, programmatic way for you to just like you just you're just like I get it you're, you, I get it but you're just I can't I, you're too annoying yeah. you're not you're looking at me as a project and not as a person and you're it's just like I'm not interested in this relationship you know I'm not interested right. in being saved by you sorry you're a fucking 23 year old waitress or whatever you know yeah. you're fucking whoever you are you're not you're not the holy ghost you know what I mean right. but anyway yeah, anyway, but I'm, I'm just, you know, the only reason I even wanted to act, talk to you about this whole thing is because you have such a specific perch in your heritage, you know, the very, I haven't met anyone else who has, because most of the people I've met are either, you know, practicing to some degree Mormons or completely out and you're not you have your one foot in even if it's just your even if it's just like artistic yeah, yeah. you have a toe it's in like my foot in is so so I mean you can't it's just like even I can see that it's quite unique I'm glad that I'm not the only person no I I, I know what you mean but it's also sort of recent. Maybe the last like, oh no, no, it was, it was unique even at the time because like a lot of people I knew who left like ran immediately to the Democrat Party or to the protester party or whatever the fuck they wanted to do. Right. And I was always like skeptical of that. Because behavior. they tend to be repellent people. But they no, no. It's not the same. It's not the same shrill. I mean, no, I know it's not the same. No, no. But it's 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 just like they think they really wanted to do the right thing, 
it's it's people who truly truly want to do the right thing okay okay there then. are mormons who like they were raised mormon they thought that that was the right thing okay then right. they sort of look out and they see oh you know what there's like actually racial problematic history within the, the mormon, church. mormon church there's sexist problematic history within the mormon church so they just become Mormons against Mormonism. I don't... That doesn't align with my worldview. So they right. leave Mormonism because of those historical right. issues. Okay? But they or still... Maybe even they behave like issues. Mormons, but just toward a... In a, from a different ideo- ideological launching point at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're still... Do they still... They, do they still not have that missionary zeal that we're talking about that has been instilled in them? Some people, yeah, and some people, no. Okay. Because even within Mormonism, there's not... Some people have that missionary zeal and some don't. Sure. Okay, they are just normal, nice... So we're talking about the ones who flee to the Democrat Party and become activists. You can find that... No, no, I'm not, I'm not even saying they become, that these are people who become activists. They truly just, like... That's... They are seeking something else to, like, tell them how to be a good person. They're not necessarily trying to, like, convert other people to the Democrat Party... They are seeing, only doing personal moral inventory, yeah. and when they and I think this even might apply to my cousin who I was talking about. It's like right. I think he was like, "Oh, I find this history very unsavory and doesn't align with my views. And if the church supports that kind of history, and I I think um, maybe even within you know current." I don't know exactly. I haven't talked to him, so I don't want to, like, put those issues. Yeah, I'm talking in great detail. So I don't know what exactly the issues were, but, like, he was like, that's not an organization. When I found out what the organization was, I didn't want to be a part of it, okay? That could actually mean a lot of different things. But it's not necessarily they become, like, missionaries for the Democrat Party. It's simply just that they are seeking for someone to tell them how to be a good person, and they realize that the history of the Mormon Church, especially in recent years with regard to race, sexism, probably LGBTQ issues, I don't know, um, doesn't align with how, the way they see themselves and their worldview, then they thought, I don't want to be a part of that anymore. They went especially to the next... because it requires so much of your time and a significant part of your income. Right. To be 10%, right? Or more. To be an active member, yes. Yeah, yeah. But then a lot of people, a lot of people, I feel are are uh, ditching that obligation. I really doubt that. When you look, well, when you look at the stats, well, okay, just to no, 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 no. If they're ditching that obligation, they're not able to participate in the church in the, in a full way, which everyone would know. Well, this is there's this crazy statistic. This is years ago, by the way, but this was a crazy thing that I spoke spoke about with my friend Stephen Cox. When it came out, there was this, like, I think it was, like, around 2004 or 2005, there was a real percentage of people who give to charity or, like, whatever, by state, like, the average percentage of income per state. And Utah was shockingly not in first place. But giving to the Mormon church, I don't think, counts as charity in the same way that it does. I think, I think, I think according to the statistics of this, it did. It would. Yeah. And so it was like his reaction when looking at this, for example, was, oh my God, there must be more, whatever you call it, the people who shirk that. Yeah, yeah. There's a word for it. I forget. There's supposed to be more, more so-and-so Mormons than, than anyone suspects. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is, 
these people in their desire to be good people saw major major problems within the Mormon church and were like they found a better daddy for their or they found a more consistent for them daddy to tell them what to do to be a good person is that an accurate way of describing it they, they found a different daddy the ones who defected to other no no I don't I feel like I'm missing I'm misunderstanding what you're saying I'm saying you're saying that you you're talking about people who I needed moral instruction saying, what I'm saying no 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 not more not moral no. moral they, they most people need moral instruction most people whether they're Mormon, Every, everyone does that's what I'm saying okay, okay. so that's that's the general consensus, okay? Most people want to be told how to be good people. Most people. We all start that way. Daddy tells us how to be, and mommy tells us how to be good people. I mean, even you and I seek out how to see ourselves and understand ourselves as good people. True. I'm not saying that we necessarily have a very mainstream view on where to find out no, we get, where to we, measure that. We assemble our own authorities. Fine. Right? Okay, In so, a way. And some people customize that a lot more than others. Many people are perfectly comfortable accepting the Catholic Church's view on how to be a good person. Sure. And actually, the unique thing about Mormonism is that they actually they actually behave way more in line with what the church tells them to do than a lot of other... Palpably. Palpably. No, no, like, literally, like, um, like, pew, pew polls or whatever. (laughs) Pew research polls, like, can prove this to a certain degree, okay? Like... Right. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, you have Catholics who are just like, who, who, who like dedicate their in lives name. to legalizing abortion. So obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously it's like, like, yeah, no. I'm just saying it's obvious that Whereas there's like a disconnect. Yeah, there, yeah. But. Okay. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So you take that where, you know, not only are these Mormons like more likely to um, actually practice what they preach, but then all of a sudden they find themselves in some kind of like faith crisis or transition where they like, for whatever reason, are not satisfied anymore with accepting authority from the Mormon church. Right. It's very easy, I think, for the Americans especially, that's all who I'm talking about anyway, because I don't really know that many international Mormons. They can, it is they easier. run to the culturally dominant moral authority, Ideology, yeah. which is not the conservatives. Of course. It's the Democrat Party, right. okay? Well, they run to what they see in the movies and what they see on TV and what they see... And I'm not calling them stupid. I'm just saying, because there's a lot of people who I'm very close to who I... Sure, why not? Who I could put into that, you know, broad category. But, yeah, I don't know. I just think, like... That's why I, I don't know, it's, like, weird to, like, classify myself in this other, this, like, third category, but, like, um, yeah, I don't, I, I didn't seek, I didn't seek the Democrat Party to be, like, my new authority, to be my new, like, 
Daddy, in in terms of like what you were saying earlier, no, not at all. Just, just absolutely, I found most of what I saw in the Democratic Party absolutely despicable. So then, in that case, is it just simply the? I'm trying to like, is is that instrumental then in the fact that you've kept one foot in, which is that you're? I'm talking for you right now, but like, what is it? What like? I just found there to be like plenty of redeemable um, lessons that I received growing up about like the value of prayer or the value of like serving others or like I mean honestly just like the very most when I boil down like what did Mormonism mean like there was plenty there that was like absolutely valuable to me and valuable to shaping me and informing my um, my way of like moving through the world God. and there's a lot of people who like that I've talked to who have left Mormonism who like instead of being comfortable acknowledging that which like maybe they would be if they were being honest with themselves uh, they instead refer to their traumas and their triggers and their like all that other stuff which I was like I mean maybe like I don't know the reasons why like I don't have that problem but like I just don't I, I mean like the idea of like being a victim is the victim of a religion is like oh my gosh <laughs> Honestly, the victim of anything is oh my god. Uh, yeah, you really, yeah, if yeah, you yeah, really yeah. bring but it a you know, religion. Parts, yeah. I mean, a religion. Like, I'm sorry, but no, <laughs> a church can't persecute you. Not in the United States. It's literally illegal. If you have, at least if you have a good lawyer. Unless you're a Scientologist, I yeah. kind of feel like some of those people are persecuted by their church. Well, that's what. But the Mormon, it, it used to. Ha- it happens in a lot of places where there's a severe penalty for leaving. Like, okay, fine, but like people our age. You're not no, persecuted. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. No. Um, you might be socially ostracized from your community. Well, and that's and enough for some fragile people to be like, I didn't ask to be born Mormon, and I didn't ask for the social ostracization I have to deal with, and it's too much for me. And this is su- and this is persecution, and, and I am a course, victim. I, like I actually do know people who their parents yeah. were like absolutely horrible to them when they left the church. I'm sure. But there's most they their issues with their parents pre-existed them leaving the church. Also, there's all kinds of issues with parents that have nothing to do with any exactly, church. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's, what I'm saying. You are dealt a hand when you are born. Yes. And some cards in it are good. There might be a king in there or an ace or there might be a, you know, like you might end up with two jacks in there and you might end up with like three of a, you know, three of a kind or whatever. But then there's some cards in there that aren't always going to be good, and some people have more bad cards than other people, and that's just like there's no, there's no, there's no way of entering the world without your without this getting this like hand of cards that there's always going to be something bad in there, even if you're like super privileged and super you know rich or whatever. Like there's going to be some there's going to be some shit in there, and it's like the whole attitude of treating yourself as a victim is your that's how you're choosing to play your hand mm-hmm. that's not you know like in poker I'm sorry to bring up like a game that you probably don't care about but like in poker there's you can get a shit hand all the time but you're not it doesn't it's not gonna necessarily cost you money if you know how to play it you know you can just like you can play it in a way that doesn't cost you money you could even win with a shit hand if you play it well if you play if you sell it as a good hand yeah 
I'm just saying, like, it's just it's it's just a bad strategy to think of yourself as a victim at all. Because what is it going to do? It's like it's a, it's a category of the past. It's just not going to help you unless you can get like, a grant out of it or a fucking scholarship out of it, which is then it, make, it makes you but a fucking bad affirmative action person. Yeah, but that's also just a way of playing your hands. That's what I'm saying. Because the rule the rules of this these some of these games do, do change. True. It is a way of pl- like literally like month to month mm-hmm. some of these rules change. That's true. And that always fucks no. things up. Which is why it's always uh, better to We tend to focus on the rule makers who change these rules and blame them rather than just rather than, but then reading the rules and playing well, yeah. the best game you can. Or just the most honest game you can. There's some. There's no. There's nobility in just in also that. You're reacting your phone with. I know. I just. I, I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna acknowledge what I saw. Someone's Halloween costume. Uh oh. What is it? No, you can't. <laughs> your lips are sealed. Oh uh, yeah. Sealed like the. The the catacombs. So like the, no, it's so like the plates, the Book of Mormon. The plates, the, the Joseph Smith plates. Okay, you know that's the other thing you didn't bring up. It's like it's not just that the Mormonism had like you know has this sort of American ethos, but like they literally have scripture that's like right. which you obviously do not buy the legitimacy of. Uh, but I didn't really buy the legitimacy of the, the Bible either. I mean, in terms of being literal. But have you studied the Bible? Have you do you know the Bibles? Do you know do you know what you're talking about when you say that? versus what you know what you're talking about when you talk about the Mormon because like Mormon Mormon history is very recent much easier to parse okay. well first of all as I have asserted to you and another several times I actually am one of the few people who has read the Bible cover to cover okay not just like verses here and there okay so when I say that I know what's in the Bible I actually do no I know but this that's is, a, but we're talking yeah, about the origin but the, the Bible is not a single document not like a no, I, consistent document I understand that well no that's not you can't you can't say true or false about that statement. Whether the Bible is a consistent document. I'm saying when I say consistent, I mean it doesn't have a single author. Okay, yeah. It's not. I mean, spiritually, you can say it's the Word of God, but I'm talking about literally, it doesn't have a single author. Yeah, of course, of course, it's all kinds of, course, of different of books in there. Of course, the library, the Bible is a library. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I mean. Of the Spirit, everyone knows that. Right. Okay. Anyway, or any, I, every, every morning. But I'm not talking about reading the Bible. I'm just talking about literally have you done the scholarship. Because I know people, the person I, in our last last show, who literally was converted to Christianity because of the scholar, like from the sco- basis of the legitimacy of the scholarship that he was, his research on the Bible's origins, of, of mainly of the mainly of the New Testament testimonies. Which is the only ones that you can find that type of scholarship on. But if you're a Christian, that's all that counts. Like, the various fine, testimonies of Jesus, fine, fine. if you buy those, that's all you need to buy. But what I mean is, before I even ever was like, oh, is the Book of Mormon literally the Word of God? I was like, there's no way the literal interpretation of, like, Adam and Eve even okay. is like, impo- it's not important that it's literal. I never ever thought that. It's not. I don't think it's important to think that the Adam and Eve a story lot of is pe- literal. A lot of. I know they do. I know. I'm just okay, saying so it's not. Even it depends on who you. It depends on most, what your standpoint most is. Mormons probably think that it's important to believe that to be a literal story. Okay. Or at least that was the way I was led to like think as a teenager. <clears throat> Excuse me. Different so, strokes for different folks. You know what I mean. 
Nine. No, I know, but I'm saying, and out of stepping out of normalism, <laughs> you some Nine. people need to believe something is literal, but that doesn't mean that it it's a logically necessary belief. The belief is not doesn't need to be there. That's on that level. That's yes, fine. That's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, uh, so like even from the very beginning, I was like, okay, the literal. Some of these literal stories don't matter to me. I don't even care to fight one way or the other. Like, I don't care. The, the debate about, like, oh, can you even prove the historicity of the Book of Mormon? Don't care. Not important to me. What does matter to you, if you can try to phrase it? You believe in God, yes? Yeah, I do. What is the, what is the engine of that belief? Um, it, that's driven by spiritual inexplicit, inexplicable experiences that like I wouldn't ever discuss. I'm not asking you to discuss. No, no, no. You are. I'm not asking you to. Get, I'm not asking you to. But I'm telling, but I'm telling like that's categorically those types of inexplicable, inexplicable. Wow, I can't believe I can't say that. Inexplicable, spiritual, deep, personal, some personal, some familial experiences. Like that's the engine of my belief in God. And that that have nothing to do with Mormonism specifically. They have to do with like, you know, sort of like grander, certainly Christian views of God, right? As someone who um, might um, send insight in ways or protection or broad guidance, you know, like, that's kind of what I'm talking about. It, like, like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just something that's beyond sort of explication for me. Well, you know? it has to be beyond explication, because otherwise you wouldn't then... If you could, exactly, if you could completely explain it, you would destroy what makes it sort of divine. drive you and divine exactly which I realize makes it um, like weaken, weakens it, in it the, I, which I, no 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 not, not in my view but right. in people who are like incredulous and not atheists but like you know, unspiritual. Right. I mean, people who don't actually understand that type of communication. I'll be honest. I don't yeah. think that. Most, I don't, a lot of people probably don't. No, no, no. A lot of people don't. Th- I don't think that you can convert somebody. Like with an argument or with you an can, experience. You can't. You can't. You can't. You yeah. can. And even Mormons even believe this. You can only convert yourself. Right. Which so actually, which you can. Lends, which which leans into this sort of Americanness of it is that. Up by it's, the bootstraps. No, it's true. It's true. One of the most important Mormon scriptures is all about, you know, the way that one individual, you know, yourself can pray and know what what you're supposed to do. What you're supposed to do with regard to your faith, 
with regard to what church you want to join, with regard to your spirituality, it, they really do rest it on the shoulders of the individual. And it's like really like such an important scripture for the moment. Well, belief in God, though, is also no different than an understanding of death, which, as we know, cannot be communicated to people. Nobody can be convinced that they're going to die before their time has come to realize that they're going to die. They know it scientifically, but spiritually, nobody, it never enters you. I mean, I'm speaking not only from my own. You can't, you can't know of death experientially until you experience it. You can, you can, you can intellectually, like, register that you are going to die, but what that means in a personal way, the way that that will actually affect you. Affect your tires. You can't. You yeah. can't know until you experience it. And I think you're, that's actually kind of... That's a really good point, that spirituality is really similar. That it's very hard to, like, help someone else understand what that means. You can't do it directly. You can only do it indirectly. You can only lay... You can only scatter clues and hints. You can scatter signs for people. You can do that. I mean, that's what every religion does to everyone who's brought up in a certain religion is given all these signs and lessons and everything given like paths and at some point it either clicks or it doesn't click for them if it doesn't click they they get pissed they leave or they just grow out of it if it does click they become devout themselves and they credit their upbringing yeah i mean the only thing that you want to avoid is this this weird ideological conviction that it's impossible that's the thing the the militant atheist like not even militant because militant militant has a certain desperation and energy to it that i think uh you know reveals itself um, but the the sort of spiritual meh that can easily be detected in people where somehow they don't know anything, but they do know this one thing, which is that none of, none of this matters, and nothing, and nothing is, uh, nothing is forever. Pathetic, huh? Said so that's pathetic. Well, yeah, but that's a common disease, spiritual disease, and that's the one thing. It's like, honestly, I, I don't know how you could think that if you've ever even been that outside. Well, it's you can't like you, you can't, can think that if it's if you've the been only. To the, if you've been to the ocean, how could you possibly think that? I'm not saying that like you have to believe that some like fucking white bearded man made. Check please. Thank made, you so made, much, guys. Made yes. the ocean, but um, like the. <sighs> What's wrong with well, so what if he's white? And so what if he's bearded? No, no, he no, made the, the ocean. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm just saying like. Um, I know, but 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 what you're saying is, how can you experience such grandeur and 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 not, and not be be in wonder of it? Right. Okay, at, at bare minimum. Well, it's a. Co- I believe that there is a course, a very popular a co- cope. No, and you know what? I, who, I don't fault people because like a lot of those people literally don't go outside. They don't go outside, but many of them do. Many of them are nature freaks. Uh, no, they go around, they live, laugh, and love, and all that shit, and eat, pray, and love, and do everything. Yes, and they Thank you. Things. They don't have the, the what they what they're doing is taking a certain path. Um, it's the death 
fifth factor again. It's how they process this encroaching, extremely traumatizing knowledge of death. And a popular way to process it is to is to simply, you know, lust for the dust. Like just, I'm just gonna be dust. Just all dust. We're all just chemicals. We're all just, uh, we're all just atoms, uh, uh, freakishly colliding into each other. That's just all it is. That's all it is. Okay, shut up, shut up. That's a thing. I mean, that there's a there's a certain there's a certain lack of stamina, spiritual stamina, to deal with these things. And then and, and it's a and, and people process it this way. And for them, it's far more comforting. Than, than to assume that your dead lover is now a ghost watching over you, or any, or in, wait, or or that you'll ever be reunited, or any of that. Like it's just too, like that's just the way they go. That's just the way it, I, I perceive a lot of people deal with this shit. And there's also, by the way, just so we know, there's a very annoying brand of young religious believer, young who has not, who does not understand death, and who is an extremely zealous missionary without that understanding. Those people are very ineffective to when, when they come to trying to convert intelligent people who do understand death. Like, they have no chance of converting them because they're just like 21... You see them online. They're the computer Christians, right? As Jack would say. They're, they're super... They're super... Thank you. They're super taken with some idiot theological argument or whatever, and they don't realize how people actually process these mysteries and dilemmas in the face of real mortality. They just don't know it yet because they haven't experienced it yet. I don't know because we have, we look the same. Chase. The cards, okay. Since 1927. Tax. Tax. Country cuisine. Oh, bask in the glory of the bass. I have not had that many French fries in like six years. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Didn't I make you go somewhere else you didn't want to eat? No. Yeah, I did. Or you went somewhere No, but I just... No, I, 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 I had a great time here. here. I know you did. I feel like I made you go somewhere where there was like hella like beans or something. Oh yeah, we went to Mexican. Yeah, but I... El Condor. El Condor. Is that what it was? Did we go to Mexican? I don't remember this. Went to El Condor. This was like last, it might have been, this was like, I think literally last year. Or this spring, in the spring. We went first to, we've been twice to Desert Rose. No, twice? I took you to Taylor's. Yeah, twice. We like had two meetups at Desert Rose. We did back to back at Desert Rose. Okay, Desert Rose, Taylor's. We also went to this Mexican place, El Condor. 100% we went there. Okay, yeah, I'm just blanking. Remember, we sat on the street, and, like, some girl was our waitress, and she did not come ever. She was, like, never there. Okay. I'm blank. For some reason, I'm blanking, but it's that been was like, the summer. That was, like, that was like May, April. And we went to see Harry. That's true. Was that when we went to the Mexican? No, we went to, like, a happy hour thing there. Yeah, I don't remember what that was. That was, like, New American. Yeah. Did you see Harry while he was here? I didn't know he was here recently. Oh. Was he here like a, yeah? When he was last he year, was we here missed like him. for a couple weeks. Yeah, like, we mi- I missed him on that one a, a while ago. Yeah, we couldn't. We tried and didn't work. I don't even know if I tried. Unfortunately, it was his fault. 
because he doesn't drive and he stays in OC. I don't drive. It's all Harry's fault. But at least you're not in OC. God, if I didn't drive in OC. Can you imagine? I mean, if you don't drive in LA, it's pretty bad, but at least you're central. I don't even have a license. I like literally. What's, what explains this not driving thing? Because you don't seem like the type of gay who doesn't drive. I did have a license in a car, but I don't now. Why? I j- simply just don't. You just don't. Can you correct this? <laughs> I'm not saying you should my, get a car, but you can at least get a license. My New Year's resolution was to get a, co- uh, a license this year, but now we're in October, late October, by the way. And uh, I haven't made an appointment or anything. Because I want to see it. I just haven't. Just like, it's LA. Even if I get a license, I'm not going to go to I know, but, you know, it'll be, it's like, I like, I'm not addicted to riding the bus. You like the riding the bus. You like the, you like making observations on the bus, I noticed. Yeah, I mean, I wish I was better at that, yeah, basically. You can, you can. I see horrible, horrible things on the bus. I've seen horrible things today, even. What's the worst thing you've seen? Oh, I had something. The worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, oh God. You need to go. Yeah, Don't you? I do. Let me finish this way. But, but I'm gonna say goodbye to Ben. And tell me the worst thing you've seen as we walk outside. I'll tell you the top five because there's okay. so many bad things. Ben. Ben. Ben's also a filmmaker. Ben, nice to go. And he. Also was raised Mormon. Oh, so, nice. What? Sorry, what was your name? Nice Anthony, it's a pleasure to meet nice you. Meet you. Anyway. Yeah, Barrett's iconic thighs. Yeah. <laughs> Look at them. I can't not. Sorry. Do you guys like a tattoo? The one? Uh, what is it? A TV? It's a TV. <laughs> I love an old school. Very American. Yeah. Very American. Americana, American Gothic. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. California conceptual, <laughs> if you will. Uh, that's my <laughs> I probably said it. Yeah. I'm seeing where you're Nice to meet you. 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 Yeah. yeah wonderful Tell me your name again. Benjamin Buxton. Benjamin Buxton. Buxton. Yeah. Benjamin Buxton. And Matisse. 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 Yeah. Andrews. Matisse Andrews. We're going to do a full. A Matisse, yeah. That's but it's Matisse just really only needs the one name. Yeah, Matisse, you, you can knock, yeah, you could like, like you could totally yeah. ride that. As a and there's no one else named Matisse who's important, so it would just be you, you pole position, yeah. Have a good night. All right, your top, your five most horrifying. And then, oh, things and then I've witnessed? Things you've witnessed on the bus. Okay, oh no, these are just like things I've witnessed as a walker. That's fine. Okay, there's... Probably a few of these are on the bus. Uh, I've seen, I mean, hor- in terms of horrifying, I've seen someone bloody someone's face, like true, like actual fighting. Beat him to a pulp. Yes, beating him to a pulp. Uh, this is not that long ago. The bus driver did not stop. No one stopped. No one cared. The cross at the church that that looms. don't like crosses. So. Oh, sorry. I, sorry to offend you with a cross. I'm not offended, but like <laughs> I literally just don't care. You know, I know. Uh, Mormons believe in the resurrected Christ, so we don't uh, care about the cross because that is the uh, dying Christ. Okay, uh, I've seen a man get diarrhea leaking out of his pants into his socks and shoes on the bus. Okay, literally streams of shit. Okay. I've seen someone shoot up their friend in their neck on the bus. I've been, these are not in order because I actually think 
trying to be sold meth on the bus when this like one guy recently was like tapping me on the foot over and over again that wasn't really that bad but it was just like a little disturbing and then I also saw a woman with no toes at all not even any toes how's she getting around like she didn't have shoes she had just like nubs and she okay. was sitting there so I don't know how she got on the bus but she obviously had learned how to move and it was like that one I caught like out of the corner of my eye and I was like that's actually so disgusting like I have a really queasy stomach and um, anyway I just knew that if I looked too closely I would throw up not it's like obviously I feel bad for her but like right I personally I'm just a weak um, stomach person well, we're all born. No we're one all... in my whole family can go into the medical industry because we're all too right. queasy. So is that the worst? What's the worst? No, those are all That's hard. all of them. Okay. I thought there was one standout horror. Those were all so... Okay. Well, we could, you know, I don't know. If you had seen... What I, and also remember, I'm so queasy and weak. Like, I saw a man bloody to pulp. Yes. Okay. I saw... I was offered, like really illegal drugs but that's okay, so, that to some matter. people that's, that's a highlight that okay. I, I, I could think of worse ones that was like my number five lowest okay I lit the, somebody's dia- meth pipe diarrhea coming out of your pants yeah that's unpleasant yeah I mean what did you think I was gonna say I, I don't know I thought I thought you might have like worst seen. possible thing I mean like honestly the person eating eggs like that's also kind of like horrible and True. No, no, there's horror in all of these things. But, like, but it's, it's PG-13. It's not... We're not talking X-rated horror. I've never seen murder or rape, okay? I don't know how to get it worse than diarrhea. I mean, murder is... Yeah, murder's common. I feel common enough. On the bus? Oh, okay, no, not fine. on the bus. I've never From seen a, the bus. I've never seen a stabbing or shooting. Okay. I've come close to I don't think I've ever seen... I've seen a post-shooting. I've seen somebody running, being shot. I've never seen weapons on the bus. I've never seen those type of weapons. Barrett, thank you for sharing your thoughts and experiences and nails. Let's see how that went, and maybe we'll do a, a second edition. I think this is a good. Yeah, this is a good. I know that this you is a feel, good. For, I know that you feel that way, but I feel warmed up to talk more. But there's gonna be a no, second. Not edition. to talk more, to maybe repeat the good stuff. I see. Not repeat, but like get more into the good stuff now that you know more. Well, we can. I'm curious what you were interested in. And what I could articulate better. Right. That's all. I, well, that's listen, what I really wanted to get. Out of. I have a feeling that this, given the quality of what I've been and recording so I'm far, this was a very like. I'm certainly reluctant to publicly address certain. You know, right things. issues. I get that, but I think it was interesting to just see what you know, get to those thresholds and not cross them too. So. That's that's fine. That's, we'll see. We'll see what's fine. Okay. I mean, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know, we could have two episodes. Uh, we'll see. I think there's, this probably, given with the quality of what I've been working, recording so far, this had a certain... I'm sure it had a certain flavor. Flavor. And I'm also... A, sure of that. Amazing grace.